0: everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics Podcast from Metal Fuzz TV. I am Peter, and I am joined, as always, by Matt.
1: Yeah, we're going to keep this metal.
0: And the opposite of metal, I mean, seriously, if, if, if there was a periodic table with metal on it, and to be fair, the periodic table is made of mostly metals, but, you know, if metal as a genre was on the periodic table, at the other end, the you know, the the, the shitty gases you'd have Connor, who's also here. <laughs> They're,
1: They're called noble so- gases,
2: Pete.
0: He's not noble. He's <laughs> ethnic, <laughs> but noble.
1: Like, well, then just call him well, William, then.
2: That's fine. I'll, I'll just turn up my. you. I've got some metal on right now, so I'll just keep listening to that. Yeah. Just Which, just ignore the irony
1: of that, that statement is Connor's probably the most metal out of any of us,
0: despite how he looks. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My, my teens were pretty metally. Yeah, but Connor, how often do you listen to Maiden? Like, at least a few times a week. Yeah, there we go. Okay, okay. that's not, I mean, that's classic metal. I'm more, I yeah. mean, I, I'm I'm what the old metal fans will call dirty because I was in the new metal era. Oh, poor, poor well, I like some new metal, but it's not metal. Fair.
1: Not like, like Connor's, yeah, yeah. It, so, like, I, I didn't think, so, peek, peeking forward a little bit, uh, reading this issue of DC, uh, I wasn't thinking of new metal as I was reading it. I had, I had classic on. guitar I that, really
0: going I, on. This is why I, I hate music labels. I hate how genres break down into so many subgenres, and I don't really know what defines what. I, I can tell you what some of the music I listen to is, honestly.
1: You're, you're probably more of a metalcore guy
2: anymore. Honestly, these in days down, I'm more into in softer
0: indie stuff than anything, but I still listen to in, the metal that I used to. In
2: terms of the metal stuff that I know Pete's listened to, it's a lot of symphonic metal stuff.
0: I like, yeah, I like some tonic metal. I also... Where does System of a Down, you know, classify into this?
1: I have don't want to say, but I'm going to be nice, because their drummer has a comic shop, so... What? Uh-huh.
0: I have so no I idea what, say, what
1: Well, you were saying where they classify, and I was going to say something mean, but... It rhymes with garbage. <laughs> but...
0: <laughs> you shut your mouth. You, like, <laughs> shit like a... Uh... Newfound glory. No, I've
1: seen, yeah, I've seen newfound glory every year since oh2 They're practically family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they don't know God. it yet. Yeah.
0: God, I'll say see chop seed. Yeah. Way more yeah. than that shit. Thank you very much.
1: That's fine, but I just yeah. The the fact that Connor loves Maiden so much, I just I just know that from talks with him on the side. Uh, so, yeah. well, yeah. Mm.
0: I mean, admit to this is a bit of a tangent, but I mean, I suppose if there's one episode we're going to tangent with, you know, a discussion yeah. about metal music at the start, this is the one that makes sense because we do have DC Comics, and coming up on this week's episode, we are starting off with Dark Knight's Metal number one, which of course is this first issue, of the big event. Oh, technically it's the third issue because we had two prologue issues that may as well have yeah. just been issue one. More two. on that,
1: more on that later.
0: But uh, so Dark Knight's Metal number one, we also have Batman twenty nine, Superman twenty nine, Wonder Woman twenty eight, which is a weird week for it because it delayed, but. Heyo, there it is. Uh, Green Arrow twenty nine, Green Lanterns twenty nine, Nightwing twenty seven, Batwoman number six, Super Suns number seven, Aquaman number twenty seven. For some reason, Matt read Justice League twenty seven, so that's also going to be discussed by him. And For some we all- reason
1: we talked about this. I have a problem.
0: You do have a problem. And uh, also, Connor checked out the first in the new digital first series, at Gotham City Garage uh, or Garage issue one, uh, which I was also going to check out, but I then did not have time. Blame Defenders and. My lack of sleep. Look at this. He's he's put off something DC for something Marvel. Let's kick him off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, look, look.
0: D- 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 we've been building the Defenders on Netflix for like the last two and a half years, right? And then, you know, I'm still going to read this at some point, unless you tell me it's terrible there, which you might, I don't know. You haven't, <laughs> haven't told me yet it how it you feel about it. I might
1: seen that. Sigourney Weaver on my TV because I haven't seen her in something in a good long while, so... That,
0: that was nice Here, here's my uh, I'm three episodes in here's my here's my review so far of Defenders Sigourney Weaver has a string quartet and all I could think about it was she's a violinist in Ghostbusters yeah So I, could I got think, that too all I could think um, but yeah so that's what's coming up on the week's show we did have some news as well actually some me- meaty mm-hmm. little tidbits uh, did get dropped this week so we'll be starting with some news it's a hefty week this week. It is a hefty week. A lot of books, a lot of big books. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, especially with, like I said, Wonder Woman being delayed. That adds another one on. It does. It's normally
0: it, not here. It does. Um, on the upside, though, it means the next one's on a week five, which, given that Green Arrow Annual got pushed, that's nice, because week five otherwise quite dead. Yeah, something to read. Although, uh, do, of course, remember that we'll be yeah, talking about Green Arrow Year One uh, this fifth week, this month. So if you want to get that yourself and read it, yeah, patrons voted on that for us to talk about it, so that's right. what's happening. Um, also, slight update, uh, me and Connor did actually just review the new DC animated film, Batman and Harley Quinn. It, <laughs> was, it was terrible. Uh, but, I did put that. Or I did put an audio version of that on the audio feed for the podcast, so that uh, if anyone wants to check that out from the so audio just,
2: can. I, I'm really hoping that the ending of the, you know, the, the digital first series that their label as a tie-in doesn't actually like lead into it that much, because <laughs> it feels like from that first issue that I read, it feels nothing like the movie. It feels just like a continuation of the animated series that that issue,
0: and I, I don't understand. It'll get more sleazy as it goes on, and then you'll just you'll feel like you're almost into a porno yeah. by the time you get to the end of but, it. But
2: but at that point, is it like well, I'm committed now? Whereas <laughs> once you, the movie's just like very upfront about what it is. So so
1: could I listen to this review having not seen the movie and get equal amount of joy?
0: Probably. probably. Yes. Pro- pro- All prob- right. Cool. Probably more so because you won't be angry as much so that you had to sit there through it.
1: There we go. There, there. Well, I'm going to download this as soon as we're done recording this, and and. I employ everybody else to do it too.
0: <laughs> it's a it's a pretty short uh, well, it's a short movie, but it's also a pretty short review. We only talk about twenty five minutes, and most of the twenty five minutes was about the one core subject of where Bruce Timms' mind has went over the past twenty years. But uh, yeah, so you can check that out should you wish. So before we get to the books, I did mention we had some news to discuss. Uh, a few cool things here actually, and they're mostly. Uh, kind of like prestige, a continuity, like Elseworlds series, which uh, looked kind of interesting. So, the first one that was announced, uh, well, actually I have no idea what the order was, but the first one I'm going to talk about um, is Batman: Creature of the Night, which is going to be written by Kurt uh, Busiek and drawn by John Paul Leon. Now, a that's a great team, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Great writer, great artist. I love both of those guys, and. It's going to be a four-issue prestige series, so think Supergirl being super in terms of uh, Mm -hmm. size and length, every two months kind of idea. It's going to start on November 29th, which is the fifth week, which is nice. Um, And basically, this is kind of like a spiritual successor to Superman's secret identity. And if you've never read that, that was basically set in the real world with a guy named Clark Kent, who hated that his name was Clark Kent because everyone made Superman jokes at him. But then one day, he had Superman powers. And what does a person in the real world do with that? And that's what that, that series was.
1: And his life has stunningly parallels, even before he has the superpowers, mm. to Clark Kent. Like, he's drawn to journalism. So he goes to journalism school. And it's really fun. Like, uh, even as a Superman fan, I hadn't read it until, I want to say, like last year. And it was definitely worth the wait. So, this, as a take on Batman, interests me because a guy dressing up in the real world as Batman could end very tragically. Well,
0: I'm not actually sure that's how, what the, the tactic is here. Let me read the description for you Okay. Uh, that, that Busek, I think, himself said. Uh, Creature of the Night is set in Boston in 1968, so it's a period piece. Uh, okay. Bruce Wainwright is a comic book reading kid whose obsession with the Cape Crusader leads him to some very dark places, which he must ultimately confront when his parents are murdered after walking in, in a robbery. So that's the really dark thing, where you mm. want to be like Batman. Let me kill your parents. Like you know, it's almost that dark joke. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it's a story about loss and confronting your inner demons. And in the face of that loss, that takes a turn towards the unusual when a familiar-looking crime fighter begins to appear in the city streets. Maybe I'm reading in between the lines too much here, but to me, this doesn't sound like he dresses up as Batman and becomes Batman. To me, this no, sounds like
1: copy mechanism.
0: Yeah. To to me, this sounds more mm. like whether it's actually there or not, that it's like a manifestation of his pain becomes Mm -hmm. Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than like him physically actually going and being Batman.
1: Yeah. It seems like it's that Paul Dini book, um, well, the dark Knight.
0: Yeah.
1: That, that, you know, that his story of his assault and the recovery and he uses Batman and Joker as his conscious, you know, his consciousness figures.
0: Yeah. So,
1: yeah. yeah. Okay. Well that, that seems more interesting than what I thought.
0: Yeah, just dressing for up sure. as Batman,
1: <laughs> which well, yeah, because well, when you look at, at secret identity, that's you know he becomes Superman, like it's like Superman showing up overnight, and so, but I didn't know it was a period piece. I like that. It I should put a nice spin on it.
0: Yeah, no, I'm down for that. I love secret identity, and I, I like this idea, this spin on it. That the idea that this kid uses Batman as a coping mechanism because how how I mean, how true is that to real life where? A kid will go through something horrible, and then they'll they'll like sort of take refuge in their favourite characters, whether it be Batman, Superman, you know. Yeah. If you're sad like Connor, maybe Doctor Who. Like, you know, one of these different things.
2: <coughs> Nothing
0: not, not sad about Doctor Who. <laughs> Except everything. No, I, I mean, I enjoy Doctor Who, but I just, I... Connor's a bit, I don't know. Actually, his fandom of Harry Potters a little bit more concerning, actually. I'll okay, back
1: ball. off. <laughs> yeah. Let's chill out. Just because
2: uh, Pete never got his letter to Hogwarts.
3: No.
0: Just bitter. Well,
1: he did, but he burned it for science because he's, you know,
0: <laughs> he's a robot. I didn't burn that; I disposed of it in a more practical sense.
2: Yeah, walls there you go. What's more practical than fire to paper?
0: Well, you're saving a bit of toilet paper That's the way I did it.
1: That that card stock man
0: (laughs) That's rough Arse of Steel That's all I'm saying Arse of Steel Um, So the next thing that we we got announced Another prestige book This one's going to be three issues It's also starting in November 29th So we get two prestige books On the fifth week in November So that's pretty cool Uh, This is called Mystic U And this is coming from writer uh, Lisa Quitney I think I'm saying that right uh, And artist Mike Norton and this is a book basically set at DC Hogwarts where Zatanna, Sebastian Faust, uh, the Enchantress as uh, Sargon the Sorcerer, or Sargon the Sorcerer, pardon me. There you go. Uh, it's, it's very similar to Sargon, I just... Um, and a new character named Paya Morales uh, are all enrolled in a school for the magic. Uh, they're enrolled at a university for the Magically Gifted, where the world's most powerful practitioners of magic will mentor their fledging talents and try to discover which of them is fated to betray the others and become a powerful force of evil. This sounds fantastic. The one that,
1: yeah, well, I would, say I, guess, I would guess the one that Pete butchered the name...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's called the sorcerer. So the sound inherently <laughs> a little bit evil. Yeah, I mean, Sargon's not always evil though.
2: No, but um, not always. Actually, good. to be
0: fair, all of them Bizarro sound kind of evil.
2: Faust, True. obviously, I, I don't think that's the the Faust familiar. I think it's meant to be his son.
0: Okay, but, but even this you know. is
1: this this is basically Gotham Academy, but with magic, with magic characters. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. That's the idea. I'm not as excited for this one as I am the, the, the Batman one. Uh, oh, but I'm
2: more excited by this one.
0: I'm sure you are, because you, 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 you're We're all just estab- magic.
2: We just established all
0: this, didn't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as someone who doesn't give a shit about uh, magic and Harry Potter-like shenanigans, uh, the Batman one appeals more to me. I'm still down for it, though. Still sounds like it could be fun.
1: Mm-hmm. So. I agree there.
0: So go for it. This is cool. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely give it a try. Uh, next up we got a new mini-series announced, this one starting November 1st, uh, it's going to be six issues long and it's called Black Lightning Cold Dead Hands. So we are got a t- new Black Lightning and it's coming from the, uh, I believe the original creator of Black Lightning, uh, Tony Isabella, uh, who's oh, going to wow. be writing and then you get art by Clayton Henry Uh, I'll read you the the synopsis text. Uh, All new miniseries from the original creator, Tony Isabella, teamed with superstar artist Clayton Henry. Black Lightning is back and things are not the same. In his hometown of Cleveland, high school teacher Jefferson Pierce is a role model for his students. As Black Lightning, he's fighting to keep them safe, even as the city streets are invaded by local gangs and deadly superweapons. And wait until you see who their supplier is. Real world issues in a superhero world expect the unexpected. It uh, makes sense because obviously, th- 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 I imagine the show will have started on CW by the time this finishes, um, mm-hmm. and uh, so it makes sense they're pushing a Black Lightning book. But
2: I think it's interesting how like... different it is right. to that version of Black Lightning, though, because mm. I know this this one's a lot younger. He's like twenty seven or twenty eight or something. He hasn't got daughters.
0: Ah, this is so earlier. It... Than the... I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe it'll be set in the past, so that maybe when he comes out of continuity, like he will be older. you will he'll, he'll have the daughters or mm, could be. I don't know, it doesn't say, so I'm just, I'm just maybe... Uh, it just
1: sounds it. like that movie, The Substitute, but with superpowers. <laughs> so, I'm down.
0: Uh, yeah, a, I Actually, I've never read anything by Tony Isabella. I have no, no idea what to expect from the, the writing quality, but uh, I've also never really read a solo Black Lightning series. If there's ever no. Has there even been? I, I assume there is, here, has been at some point.
1: Here, here and there, he's, he's usually just been a supporting character for yeah. Justice League, Batman, Outsiders... Lay, Gottman, Outsiders. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I always liked that character. He was—I liked that he was a teacher, like so he could mentor a lot of the younger
0: it's, kids. That's I an, think it's
2: different to them always ending up in law enforcement, which is a very common.
0: Yeah, one. yeah, I, yeah. I like that side of it. I like the fact that his secret identity is a teacher. It does make it a bit mm-hmm. different from every other. It, it makes me feel a bit more Peter Parker esque because it's more yes. of a normal day job. Whereas you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the others, like I mean, even Clark Kent, a reporter's a pretty like you know, a specific skill set job where he's doing all these interesting things, whereas a teacher's more mundane and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, by the book. every day. very yeah, when, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, when you look at the Justice League, you have a test pilot, a police scientist, a UN ambassador, <laughs> a rich guy. Like, I mean, there are the, all these dream TV jobs, and then you get to Black Light, and he's like, yeah, I teach, I have the summers off. I mean,
0: it says something that at the Justice League, the forensic scientist is the most normal job. Yeah. Yeah. It is the most normal one, so... Absolutely,
2: yeah, that's mm. true. Uh, I mean, sounds interesting. I'm I'm down for it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we're all down to try it. That's November 1st. So that's a week one, so that's also good because that's the quietest week yeah. of the month. <laughs> yeah. If it's um, not going to be
2: week five, might as well be one.
0: Yes. Uh, well, they can't
2: always be five, obviously. Right, a little concerned
0: about where those other week five ones end up. A little bit, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Especially since we'll have both Metal and Doomsday Clock running by that point. <laughs> um, but anyway, so... And then the last miniseries to get announced this week is the Demon Hell on Earth, which is going to be an Etrigan series. So I know Connor's jazzed about that. Uh, Yeah, Uh, I love Um, it. Who's who's writing that? uh, Andrew Constant is writing that. Okay. Are you familiar with Andrew Constant? I am not. Yeah, I mean, I I was hoping you were so you could give me some insight. Uh, No. Art is by Brad Walker and Andrew Hennessy. Uh, So here's the the text. Jason Blood and Etrigan, uh, the best of enemies destined to spend... I read that right. I, I, I thought I'd accidentally said the best of friends. I mean, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> They're not best of friends. Uh, best of enemies destined to spend eternity bound together. When a hunting vision leads Jason to Death Valley, a supernatural weapon is unleashed, radically transforming not only the land, but also blood and the demon. Uh, the worst, though, is yet to come as he begins to make his own way into our world. Um, I mean, the, the, Honestly, that description is really vague. I don't think I got anything from it. Beyond. There's some sort of. Force. It sounds like a
1: demon story. Yeah. He's at yeah. odds, Jason Blood. and.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's also going to be six issues, and this one's on November 15th at starts, so that's a week three, which is probably the worst possible week it could be on. But I'm sure Connor's going to read it anyway. And I'll, we'll probably try it, I imagine. but.
2: I'm definitely checking it out. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so that was all the the new books that were announced this week. So obviously, uh, solicits will be coming next week, but that's all the new stuff they want to get out of the way. Uh, one. You... Oh, God. Uh, just one final little note. I just wanted to mention that we actually have a name for the second metal crossover. Because obviously the first one's Gotham Resistance, which is taking place mm-hmm. in a few books. I don't have them in front of me, but it's like one's Teen Titans, one's Green Arrow. Green one's, Arrow. Yeah. That's a uh, Yeah, maybe it's like four issues, which is taking place over September, October time. Um, the second one, which was previously just called Justice League versus the the you know the evil Batman or whatever the word using at the time, mm-hmm. uh, now has a name. The Dark Knights. It's, yeah, it's called Bats Out of Hell, which is pretty. Good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> That's pretty
1: metal too. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah obviously, yeah, Meatloaf's uh, classic. Uh-huh. Comes I, I, I love just to mind. how much they're sticking to the theme. It's well, pretty good. Yeah. E- even the fact that the reading list is in a set list looking. That's what right. right. I was going to say.
1: And all the nicknames
2: that they gave.
0: The, yeah, on the credits creator page. Teams. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Mm. Did uh,
2: Not not really like Massive news, but did you see the stuff with uh, Sean Gunn Murphy's you know, White Knight
0: series? Mm-hmm. I saw I saw the the, uh, the Batmobile images that were floating around. Did, on did you see he,
2: he made a big deal about how he's got permission to use a certain name for the Joker?
0: Oh, yeah, hmm. I did see this on Twitter, yeah. So I seen him mention this.
2: Yeah, so he's using Jack Napier, and it's the... We... Go on.
1: I was just gonna say it's it's cool because it's not like he's given his Joker a name, yeah. because it's it's his Joker and it stands out. But it's cool that he could use something that pop culture is
2: familiar with already. Mm. Right, and and he was saying it's the first time that uh, Warner Bros have granted permission for anyone to use it in a comic. That I'd wasn't say, like yeah, an adaptation. Yeah, yeah. outside of, it of probably, like the adaptations
0: yeah. of the movie and stuff. Yeah, mm. um, no, I mean, it's interesting. Um, I mean, obviously, his Joker is the hero, so it makes more sense that we get a name for him. Yeah, exactly. to <laughs> so, uh, obviously, we've got a few little bit of art previews that he's been putting out and looks fantastic. Yeah, the Batmobile oh. is this weird combination of the, the, the animated series and the Tumblr. It's really interesting yeah. how it's kind of a mix of both. Well, yeah.
1: It, it's Gordon and the. Or Gordon. It's Murphy in the best way, mm. you know, because he draws those machines like. So true to life, but there's also a comic book vibe to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, he's really great. For the record that Bats out of hell crossover is uh, the Flash number thirty three, Justice League thirty two, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Core thirty two, and then Justice League thirty three. They said Justice League thirty two twice. Come on. I can't remember <laughs> I can't remember what site I copied that text from, but whoever did it, shame on you. Um Anyway, so there we go. That's uh, that is the news. So with that, we can get on to books. And of course, it's a big week because we have the start of the event that they have been teasing and seeding and giving his prologue issues to over the summer, and that is Dark Knights Metal number one. Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Um, I haven't got to say that on a on one of these shows because they've not done an issue together since before. Rebirth. No, is this is nice, Capullo's
1: big return to DC because he's, he's taking yeah. some time off.
0: So. So I, I guess it was okay. you <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're doing, and I don't like it. Like I have, I have one phrase. I have one phrase that I want to say. Now, obviously, as we go through the books, we have spoilers for each book because we, we're going to talk about them. Yeah. Um, actually, I'll rephrase that. was going to be Stephanie Brown's. I like to say it that way. Um, but Weird. I have one phrase that I want to say. you're not on a comics podcast, Matt. Shut up. <laughs>
1: That's why it's funny when I say that. <laughs>
0: um, so I have one word that I want to say. Well, one phrase. No, not one word, but one phrase.
1: Epic. Like the Faith No More song. No. Damn it.
0: Justice League Megazord.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, it was pretty awesome. I
1: was edging more towards Voltron, but whatever. I
0: never watched Voltron as a kid. Yeah, it was a Megazord. Yeah I, never... <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't like Voltron either, but I just wanted to poke at Pete.
0: <laughs> I, oh, I was. I want to examine this glorious creation for a second, right? Because well, I, I like how we're starting with the Megazord. That's how you tell Pete's driving the conversation here. Look, mm-hmm. look. We'll get to all the other juicy bits. I, I know Connor's waiting to fawn over the last page and who's showing up and whatever else is happening. A mountain appeared from nowhere. How are we sleeping on that? We're getting to it. We're getting to it. But we get a Megazord to talk about first. What about uh, the rest of the prologue? Okay, they're on war. A new War Moon, which referenced the Action Comics run because uh, like he mentions yeah. that Mongol fought fought Zod, and oh, I see, He says fought. I'm like, no, he got the shit kicked out. He got kicked off the planet. Like
1: he got punched into space.
0: <laughs> it wasn't really a fight, but <laughs> yeah. sure, Batman, sure. Uh, then again, he wasn't there. Maybe Superman was sugarcoating. He's like, he was, maybe maybe Superman cared uh-huh. about Mongol's feelings. He didn't want to feel embarrassed for him. So he's like, no, no, it was more of a fight. It was you know, more I equal. love that
2: they've all got this armor on that kind of dampens their specific powers. Yeah. yeah, but it looks so cool. And Mongols... yeah, and,
1: and some classic Snyder overriding where he he adds a little, not not overwriting in the bad way, but like he mentions like oh the the dust of a thousand crushed red suns for Superman's armor in <laughs> a thousand, uh,
0: not just one red sun, a thousand red suns, a thousand. And how do you it, crush no, no, a no, gas giant? It's That's a weird. few
2: thousand.
1: A few thousand, okay. Uh and then like for um, for for Flash they were like dominator boots that they Yeah, some yeah, yeah.
0: slaves. And then for Wonder Woman it was, it was the serpent something or other it was like a... Yeah,
1: something from one of the gorgons from one of yeah. uh, Medusa's sisters yeah. and and so that was a fun little thing. Uh, and then he they reference him. you know, like Green Lantern has a black hole built into his glove so the light keeps getting sucked into it and
0: a black hole. Again, again, talk about Snyder just putting these weird yeah. concepts into things. There's yeah. a miniature black hole in a glove. Yeah, yeah but it's yeah. cool as shit, so I don't give a damn. I'm not yeah. complaining, I'm just saying it's a pretty wacky out there concept.
1: Also, probably I, two of my favourite lines. One of them came from The Flash. The other one came from the editorial box.
0: Oh yeah, see where, the 90s?
1: See the 90s? Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, okay. This is... You know, we give the other company a lot of crap because reasons, but it seems like they take things a bit too seriously. This is one of two big major events, and you can feel that Snyder and Capullo are just having fun.
0: Yeah, just from the outset. Well, right. this is what I love about this prologue. This whole thing builds to this Justice League Megazord, right? And it's like mm-hmm. it all builds to that because basically, Mongol's got this toy man, and he's built them he's built on, like these robots that are kind of based on the Justice League, right? So they're all in the Justice yeah. League colors. And Batman has this crazy idea uh, that, that he the Toy Man's intentionally like built in a, a way for them to exploit it. So he's like, Let them eat you, let them swallow you and they all get swallowed and it's like and like he's built into the system that they'll all join together and come as one. And that's when you turn the page, it ends the big prologue scene with this megazord and then after that it's the title page. It's like DC metal. That that's the intro to yeah. this. It's like this is how big and epic this is gonna be. Like, this is the yeah. insane it's a statement. Yeah.
2: This is the starting I, 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 point. I love even just that that title page where it's it's really simple. It's just metal logos and it just says a DC Comics event. It's really sleek.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like it's making a big statement and big big impact. I just, can, I, can I talk about the placement of the, the various parts of this Megazord briefly before we yeah. we dive into? Why it? does Flash oh, wow. have to be the foot? Because he's fast. It makes actually makes he makes the most sense that Flash is the foot.
1: Well, I was just following up because it's the the dialogue. Um, and
0: it's, right, it's okay. so he can kick his ass clearly. Yeah. You know, I, I actually think it's much funnier that Green Lantern's the groin, personally. I think that's kind of amusing. He's, he's got the ego, so he's the crotch.
1: You you realise yeah. it is Hal. Like, yes, it is
0: Hal, yeah. yes. That's, that's kind of my point. That's ba- what I mean. Batman's did, the head, makes you- sense. He's the thinker. Superman's the chest, he's the heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like <laughs> I feel like Cyborg just kind of went with whatever slot was left.
3: Well, he's the arm.
1: He's
2: just... Oh. I, I get it, because... You know, he he's got the 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 arm already. Okay, okay, sure. So, well, yeah, I was going quite... to say
1: because that's he's just their transportation normally, so. Right, like... but
2: like he he kind of has that sort of like the the arm yeah. shape that it has there. He kind of has anyway. I feel, like, so, I feel yeah.
0: like I mean maybe this would have been too much of a reference to the whole you know the whole hook hand from the '90s, but I feel like
2: yeah. Wonder
0: Woman and Aquaman should have swapped. And Aquaman should have been the big hook arm. Yeah, yeah. or at least a trident. Like the the Wonder Woman's the fist. I mean, I get that. but
2: Spe- Speaking of the trident, I loved Aquaman's little stick trident.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> he uses that to activate his robot. He just pokes it in there. Yeah. You know, that was pretty funny. Yeah, so, but... so
0: that, that's the opening. That's all that is. It was just this big opening yeah. prologue to just say how big this is going to be.
1: <laughs> and then just like, I-, I love Capullo's Justice League. Like The only time we've got to see him draw them is in- in-game, and it was only for that one issue. So here we get them for an entire issue, and they just—they look great. But then he draws them, like they're heading back to Earth, and it's just like a work group. Like they're—they're kind of casual. It's—it's it's nothing that you usually see in superhero comics. What,
0: which, which has been um, missing is what's what I, I hate mm-hmm. about Brian Hitcher's Justice League is there's never just those quiet, casual moments, and yeah. yet somehow they've found a way to put those moments in to an event, which. By definition right. should be the more balls to the walls thing but no they'll found time yeah, time if, if it wasn't in
2: here you wouldn't you wouldn't criticize it because you don't necessarily no.
0: expect it in an event like this
1: right yeah you could have just turned the page and they were back on earth like you didn't need the scene of them traversing through space in a, in a spaceship made by Green Lantern that you know? Batman thinks was, he's flying yeah and I love how it's just like you know you're not flying it man like <laughs> this is all me uh But yeah, and I forgot what I was going to say after that. But yeah, oh, they could have just skipped it, but it gave a a, a moment also for some exposition in case people hadn't read The Forge and the Casting, which is probably my biggest problem with this, is because those two were effectively issue zero. They weren't like standalone. Uh, So if you didn't read them, I don't think you're necessarily at a disadvantage, but I think that you You
0: probably should. Yeah, I I think this read's okay without them. But like the whole end yeah. of the issue is that Carter Hall's like journal ends, and I'm like, that means yeah. very little if you've just read this issue. But if you've read all three, then, yeah. you know, if you've read the two prologue issues, then it feels like a yeah. big ending to what we've been reading for the last three months. Right.
1: And I definitely know people that that skipped them because they're like, well, they're not necessary.
2: Right. Uh, it's it's this problem where they are part of the story, but they're not Capullo, which is why right. that's the only reason they're not is because they wanted to sell this event as this event right. is Capullo. Right.
0: Yeah. And to be fair, it does start in a big way that says this is the start of the main part of the story, but yeah, the, the other but two are very again, relevant. effectively,
1: those those were the setup issues; those were the countdown yeah. to, you yeah. know, like in, when when you collect Infinite Crisis, you throw in Countdown to Infinite Crisis. Oh yeah, you, that, 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 that's, that's yeah, those a two,
0: will, those two will be in the hardcover come mini- yeah, next year. There's know, no doubt so, about that.
1: Outside of nitpicks from me being the continuity wonk, I thought this issue was close close to perfect.
0: Uh, between I, the art yeah i, I liked it you know, a lot I, I i mean i think there's maybe a bit of an exposition dump which snyder kind of suffers yeah. from but
1: that's well, snyder though
0: yeah. like,
1: that's, i
0: feel like it's, that. it's also a case of him trying to catch up people who maybe didn't
2: read those two yeah. issues like he feels because yeah. he knows it's not uh, you know some oh. people will have skipped them it's, it's obligated to fill and, them. and
1: i know even some dc fans that you yeah, they read those like challenge of the challenges of the unknown don't mean that much to a lot of people because they're not going to dig as deep as I would have. Um, so, and even the Hawks. You know, I recently started reading Johns's uh, Hawks Hawkman series, and I'm not all that familiar with with Hawk Girl. and you know she shows up here, which I'm sure we'll get to. So we're in full spoilers, so uh,
2: I, I, I think I think it's so a that didn't about necessarily land. Explained. But then, you know, that- like Challenges of the Unknown. They, they, mm-hmm. But then, the Metal Men are never even mentioned by name. No, they're just shown. And that's yeah. dope. And,
1: and Will Magnus, and who's the guy that created Red Tornado? I just forget his name. I,
0: oh, I can never remember. Yeah. It's
1: not Ivo, because he did Amazo.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, I think... Yeah, no, I like this show a lot. Um, right. I, I think what it achieves really well is, A, it feels big. It feels like a big epic start of a story. But much like the... Uh, what was first? The Forge. Yeah. Uh, much like the yeah. Forge, it really feels like it is part of the. Uh, it, I'm almost disappointed it's not just called something Crisis. Like, at one point, someone mentioned Dark Crisis. I'm like, I almost think Dark Crisis would be a better name. It feels like a crisis. We're dealing with multiverses and whatnot. That so what happens
1: when you're too old to go to shows anymore. And you don't know what to do. <laughs> I can't go
0: to the marsh pit anymore. I'm too old. i yeah. brittle.
1: But no, this is definitely a crisis. Like, it's a not in name, but in spirit. Yeah. This is like. I feel almost this is more of an uh, in-tune crisis than Final Crisis was, because at the end of Final Crisis, I mean, go read that, but I'm going to spoil a little bit of it, not much changed. Like, reality got reset, and, mm. you know, Batman disappeared I- through time. But outside of that, not much has changed. Like, it, you know, it was
2: the least Crisisy y crisis.
1: Yeah, but it was crisis in name. This is missing the name, and it feels like the implications going forward... Are going to impact comics
0: for the next five years yeah it feels like it's going to be big and the other thing i like about it much like that first cast issue is it really feels like it's part of dc's history um like hawk girl showing up and having this important yep. role like throwing the metal man in the background and obviously mm-hmm. we see plastic man's egg again and all these things and-, and
1: that and that Starman, who i'm not quite sure of his name but i've, I've seen him in things
0: yeah yeah
1: he, he's in the picture next to the Blackhawks.
0: Yeah, and uh-huh. obviously Fate's on the page with uh, Plastic Man as well. and like it's, It really feels like it's building into like, everything in DCU, and it's, it's bringing up things. It brings up Barbatos from Morrison's Batman. Uh, so that
1: was... that. I was going to ask. Barbatos was the Bat God, right? The, yeah. He awoken. Mm. Okay. I, I couldn't... I Not that I tried to forget Return of Bruce Wayne, but the less I think about it, the better.
0: It was but, definitely my least favourite. Well, I didn't actually even read the last second part of Batman Inc, because I wasn't into it, but... Uh, yeah. But certainly, all of what I did read, Return of Bruce Wayne* was my mm-hmm. least favorite part of his entire run.
2: Yeah, as am I. Can, can uh, we just point out, we've gone this long, you know, talking about this book and, you know, all the crazy things, and we are yet to mention Batman riding a dinosaur.
0: Yeah, I know. I was well, even. have not even got to what he talks to Kendra about yet, but the Justice League. No, no, League. I'm just talking <laughs> about the ridiculous over the top metal things that we've, okay. been, so, that we've been mentioning. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. It's, Batman riding a dinosaur is pretty metal. Uh,. The, uh, but yeah, like, like what they set up to how there's all these different realms with DC is because of this energy from the nth metal. Well, before, before we under. before we
0: even before we even get to what uh-huh. we're talking about, right? So there's a there's a mountain in Gotham City. Challenger mountains just appeared in Gotham yeah. City. They go into invest- the Justice League, go to investigate it, and that's when Lady Blackhawk and then helmets off. Oh no, it's Kendra, it's Hot Girl, yeah. uh, and. Obviously, we've seen in one of the uh, the Forger casting issues that, you know, Hawkman led a team into Challenger Mountain, and they disappeared. Mm-hmm. And the last transmissions that came out of it was, don't follow us. There's something evil in here. Yeah. There's a like, goddamn oh, dragon. Don't. It's awful. It's evil. Bad. And now it's showing up. So, Kendra shows up with her team, bring them to uh, Blackhawk Island, I think. Was that right? Yeah,
1: in the South Pacific.
0: It, it's And... It explains what they're talking about, and that's when we get to multiverses. Like, okay, there's 52. It's a set number matter and antimatter, but there's something else. This metal and like all these locations on Earth, uh, you know, Black Hawk Island, Themyscira and a few other places. Like, they they are like yeah,
1: they're like they brought up Skataris, which is from the Warlord series.
0: The Dinosaur Last Island as well, actually.
1: Dinosaur Island as well. Last time Skataris was brought up was in that horrible series i was forced to read because i'm a continuity wonk called convergence <laughs> so but the fact that snyder threw it in there is just like yeah we're gonna play with all of the history
0: just just to compare this is something that matt won't get this but uh connor will this felt very twin peaks to me these locations around the world that are the right frequency yeah i see what you say that these are the spots yeah just i was getting that vibe from it which i kind of liked yeah um cool. But... <laughs> so she's not
2: Matt, you make re- wrestling references all the time. Yeah, the cards Speaking of the,
1: the oh. Doctor Fate <laughs> He says the premonitions. I read it as Matt Hardy yelling premonitions. And I lost it for I lost it for about two minutes this morning and my wife goes, I don't even want to know. <laughs>
0: Well, I wish I didn't know. Making references yeah. to shows, I actually I got a big Stranger Things moment because Kendra explains yeah. the dark multiverse by turning over the map she's got out of the multiverse. He's yeah. like, this is the dark multiverse, and I'm like, it's the upside down <laughs>
1: But I love that one it was like, all I see is the back of a map. Like <laughs> she's just kinda like uh have some imagination, Diana uh, yeah. Do
0: you know Do I like is I like that typically she's the one who will be more like accepting of mystical yeah. ideas and she is the one yeah. But to her this is so ridiculous like, no it is just I, I it's just the black of a map just,
2: she's she's very literal though isn't she yeah, like she cool. believes in all this stuff but it's because she's seen
0: things yeah, that, yeah, yeah she hasn't that, that seen works. the dark
1: multiverse no yeah,
0: one's right. seen it like that's kind of the point because yeah. flash is like flash is like no one knows multiverse shit better than flash and he's no like, one has what? seen
1: it except for the challengers in carter hall who mm. are back in that back in challenger mountain yeah like that's who's in that those pods
0: right uh, well, we know Red Tornado is for a fact because he wakes up.
1: Right, but here's the other thing. Here's here's my one nitpick. Well, one of many nitpicks, is Red Tornado was in Challenger Mountain, and then they go to Black Hawk Island, and he's still there.
0: So yeah, that, did well, she just wheel him? Yeah, I with think them? They, I, th- I think they brought brought him with. Yeah.
1: Okay, because my first read through, I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, Red Tornado, he was there. But then I forgot that they went to. They keep wanting to call it Dinosaur Island because there's
0: dinosaurs, but it's not. It's Black Hawk Island. Yeah, it, yeah, I just figured they, they brought them with. because That's why I'm not actually okay. thinking there's people alive in the other pods, because they don't bring them. Or maybe they did, they're just not in that room, but Red Tornado they expect See, I, to. I think
1: the fact that we know we're getting the, the Hawkman found...
0: The, Which is why I don't think he's in the pods, because that seems more uh, complicated. Yeah, I was just—I just assumed they wheeled the whole pod out,
2: you know, because it was yeah. a segregated okay. Superman's there, like flying, pushing it almost. So I thought they just okay. wheeled the whole thing and Red Tornado up first by the nature of who okay. he is.
0: Yeah, because obviously they expect him to wake up because he's not human, so he should theoretically still be well, functional.
2: And he was,
1: yeah, and he was set to—if anybody opens that door—to reawaken and stop them. Yeah. So, and I thought that was interesting, too. Using him as a sentinel, kind of. Not, not like the X-Men sentinel, but like a like a guard.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um No, so she explains all this stuff. And actually, okay, right, so we're fighting this, you know, Barbatos. And she explains the history. Like, but that's not really the name that I was scared to say. She explains that basically the prophecies and everything else that's pointing to her. Like, oh, there'll be a, what's the word she uses? Uh, the person who'll let... Wagon. Like, the wagon yeah the wagon who will let let burbato um is the house of wayne It is you know it's batman and this is where like they all pull out their guns and point them at batman and hal's just like are you serious you thought you could bring batman here he's already yeah. halfway off the island at this point and that's when it cuts <laughs> to him like riding the dinosaur like he yeah, had this planned
2: he says that he'll, he had a ride ready the moment we landed here and he goes i can promise yep. you it's state of the art <laughs> and you just see him on a dinosaur <laughs>
1: And I love that it's Hal that says that, because we know they're constantly at odds with one another. Yeah.
2: So, yeah.
1: the way I read it was was Hal being like, yeah, of course he has a way out. Like, he
2: had a way out before we even got here. But also, it's like, you thought you could trap Batman. That's yeah. your plan.
0: Come yeah. on, lady. Of course. She doesn't get what she wants. Batman gets out, goes, goes back home, back to the cave. He's like, Alfred, I've got what I want. And Alfred's, like, pleading with him to, like, bring in the League and tell them what he's found and yeah. everything else. So, you know, Batman's been a stubborn prick here. Uh, so... I think this might be a a a moral experience for him where, it, where maybe he'll learn that he needs to trust his friends a little bit more. Yeah. Not not think that he has to save everything Batman himself. Batman has
1: trust issues is a great T shirt. <laughs> out there because he does, and I mean he expects everybody to trust him because he's Batman, but then he doesn't ever reciprocate because that's what that whole prologue kind of was, where he's like no, just trust me, push the buttons and let the, the robots eat you. Yeah. And that seems insane, but they listened. But yes, I here he's,
0: he gets away with it so often because he's often right. Yeah. Like he, he usually yeah. wins and that's why yeah, yeah. it's like, okay. Well, right. yeah,
1: but, and, and I understand that, that they trust him. Like Superman trusts him and, you know, but when it comes to him to put trust in others, he's shut, he walls off. Like, yeah. Mm. You know, so I definitely feel like that's going to come, come into play.
0: So so he's looking into, like, he got the fragment of the Nth Metal, which is what he was kind of there to, there to nab. And uh, mm-hmm. one of the last bits of Nth Metal on the planet, as far as Kendra's aware. And uh, they basically he hears this noise, it's like a tuning fork. And again, just to make some comparison to Twin Peaks, I was like, oh, this is really Twin Peaks. So like, he's hearing a noise and, you know... I thought it was interesting to use the, you know, tuning fork though. Yeah, it's a very specific container, obviously pitch oh, yeah. frequency.
1: Yeah, but that was also in Infinite Crisis. That's what, right. what yeah, Alexander right. Luther created the Crisis Tower
2: for. It was a massive tuning fork. Right, And true. We, we saw that not so long ago.
0: He's yeah, got it. that's he's, what was in, it's in his cave. It was in the fortress. It's in, it's, in, oh, it's in the fortress, you're right. Yeah, it's in Superman's yeah. fortress.
1: The, the cave in the fortress, which I still have issues with.
0: Hey, Batman's got places all over the planet. He's got one in the fortress. You just have to with that. <laughs> And yeah, but it made and it sound
1: like superman didn't know about it that's what i have the problem with
0: oh no he didn't know about it he
2: did yeah. he was like oh i asked you to keep this here
1: yeah but i'm talking on the general consensus people were like oh there's a bat cave in the in the fortress and it just it drives me nuts as people <laughs> i'm just being honest guys also the guy that created the red tornado this is all just an excuse for me to interrupt with the guy that created red tornado it was tio morrow how do we forget that?
0: Uh, ah, yeah. Now you've said it, I'm like, oh yeah, Marrow. Yeah. 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 I can never. have told you his first name, no. No. I mean, I remember his last name, but I never remembered remember his first name.
1: Doctor Madness Doctor Magnus. Doctor Mag no. Magnus. Anyways, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> Tuning fork finds finds yeah. his bat symbol. And of course, into the study.
0: yeah. And of course, as he's going up there, where he's seeing the last parts of the Carter Hall journal, and this is something that Carter Hall has left for him to find. It's mm-hmm. something that's there to like, appear when he needs it, uh, or at this time. Uh, presumably, it's probably linked to a challenger mountain showing up. That's probably what's triggered it. Yeah. Um, and you know, he sees this thing. He picks up the journal. He reads part of it. He's like, "Oh, it's all true." And that's when we get the big ending. So, Connor, since you actually went and read the first volume of Sandman this last week, you'll have more context for this than any either of us do. So. Explain to us who this character is. So this is obviously dream, as he says here, dream of the endless. The endless
2: are like seven beings that are more than gods. They're like above gods. They're completely immortal. They're, they represent elements. Of things so you have like death, desire, dream.
1: Yeah, they're their motivation kind of. They're ethereal, and these are their personifications, right? Right. Hmm. Yeah. Man. And so, and th- this was was this the main character of Sandman? Was this? Yes. The... This is the Sandman. Okay, because I, I get them all. Look, can I just confuse? And he didn't look like he didn't look like a Tim Burton character here. It's so because it he's in
2: white, him. not in black, which is very interesting. Like even his, his speech C- just, with that sh- I've been yeah. reading it. That shape of the speech bubble is the same, except uh-huh. in Sandman, it's always black uh, with white text. So I thought it was oh, interesting here. That
0: was interesting. Can I just say, it's called Metal. There's been metal reference left and right. I just want to point out that at the end of the first issue of a book called Metal. Enter Sandman. I know.
2: it's yeah. fantastic, isn't
1: it? It is, just, and that. I I wonder if he's going to release a like a, a song list that you could read. I think this he, to.
0: he. already has. Some, oh, he has. I think he's got. It's on some Spotify. You can find it. There's like a official DC. Well, mail I guess like, I know what I'm doing after. playlist. Yeah,
2: you <laughs> and me both. Because he, he was asking.
0: No. He was asking people on Twitter for like uh, like recommendations mm-hmm. for each character. Like, what would you know? Yeah. Lantern's soundtrack be? What would Wonder Woman's soundtrack yeah. be? I'm putting it on now. Dang. Connor, you're
1: <laughs> the metal guy. What would Superman's be?
0: Oh, God.
2: Um,
0: Super- that's, that's a really hard watch, one. Watch. Superman's-, Superman's not metal. By definition, Superman is not metal. Right, that's the problem.
2: Yeah, but there's
1: as we are talking about, there's so many different sub-genres that there has to be one. That Superman was is okay.
0: a sweeping orchestra. That's a Superman no, no, is. No, oh, maybe it. he's
1: symphonic metal.
0: i uh, maybe.
2: I've got it. Led Zeppelin's uh, Immigrant Man. And we're, dude, the that's my favorite song, Zeppelin sorry. song. The Wizard, man. Yeah. I'm wow. partial so, to Kashmir myself. Kashmir's great, but you know, just in, in terms of lyrical thematics.
1: He's, he's an alien. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, thr- uh, Flash definitely is, is speed metal of some kind. Like. Oh, thrash yeah. metal. Right. Ride, yeah. Ride the lightning from Metallica. F-
2: Flash yeah. metal is
0: thrash metal, so is yeah. <laughs> the thrash.
2: Batman's yeah. just some. Black like Sabbath, he's just, you know, classic just straight up pure metal Arnoid. yeah, well, I mean, take yeah. your pick uh, when it comes to, to Sabbath really Warpigs, so.
0: oh, yeah. I love Warpigs Aqu- Aquaman Symphonic Metal
1: yeah
0: yeah, I can see it, think about it, just think about it
1: well, what about Wonder Woman while we're, while we're uh, playing
0: this game uh, female vocals, definitely, she, she has to have some sort of a, uh, female vocal led band which mm.
2: is, you know most
0: Symphonic Metal again still I suppose, yeah. I, I'm thinking more. I don't know, hardcore though, rather than. Melodic. Yeah, because
1: she can swing a sword. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm hearing a lot then, of like, uh, screaming and heart and music.
1: <laughs> Cyborg's definitely like industrial metal. Like. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's got Resner going for sure.
0: Either that, uh, or it's all metal. Then you get to cyborg, and it's just like sixteen-bit uh, beeps and boops from like a Sega Genesis.
2: Oh, I can see cyborg being new metal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is that because none of us like him? No, no, because I don't hate all new metal. I just he's, yeah. he's that sort of guy. He's, he's younger. You know, he's he's kind of come up a bit later. Yeah. All right,
0: who have we missed? I think I saw them, right? At least in this book. Green Lantern. Yeah, is this lantern? Lanterns. He he's, he's basically Tony Stark. So he's 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 got the ACDC. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I was it. gonna say, he's got like big, huge sounds because he he needs attention, and I, I guess that goes with ac I played an ACDC pinball machine last week. That the longer you play, the longer you hear the song. So, and That's and okay. you can hear when somebody's playing it, like it's loud throughout the, the pinball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, that makes sense. But I definitely have to find this now because I need, I need it.
0: Where mm-hmm. were we? Oh yeah, it Sandman. Drake, Yeah. <laughs> Do endless? Now I've never read Sandman, and like I had a vague idea who this was. Like you know, I, I, could, I looked at the image and I'm like, okay, uh, that looks Sandman. But like I've never read yeah. Sandman, so I had to double check. Either.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, because he doesn't look like the. So most of my interaction with with the endless came from reading Wizard coming up before I had comic shops. And they were always going on how great uh, Gaiman was and how great the series was. But they would put up the covers, and it was just this dude that looked like The Crow or from a Tim Burton movie. Yeah. And this isn't what the dude looked like. So I was like, well, he says he's Dream, but maybe something in Rebirth changed his look. You know? like Yeah,
2: he, he does look different.
0: Like oh. I say, like he's all white instead of all black. Which so, um, if you're unusual. saying these these are above gods, like, what what if he's outside of like, like the universe? Like, what if like he's above he, the multiverse and the, the dark the dark verse? Like, he's above all that, and he's like, yeah. still all that. He,
2: he literally lives and rules the realm of dreams. Anything that ever has been dreamt of, any nightmare, that's where he lives. That's what he, well, he feeds on, essentially. Okay.
1: Yeah, I and mean, we 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 kind of skipped over the part that they said that Barbados will come from the nightmare and. Mm. Wayne, the son of Wayne, will be prepared through this process. So it almost seems like he's coming to warn Bruce.
2: Yeah, because he said, you know, he's come to. He, he says, "I've come to tell you this nightmare has only just begun."
0: Oh, which actually yeah. re- so- reminds me. We, we, I mean, we briefly mentioned the page with fate and like Plastic Man uh, on it. but yeah. I like that. It was like uh, like people who are like susceptible to picking up messages psychically. Mm-hmm. Uh, like are, are already starting to feel it, and I actually I, I laughed out loud when it got to the, the plastic man egg, and it was just this exclamation mark next to it.
2: I, I thought it was it really interesting because they were talking about the people who I thought it was like you know the people who were connected to the Nth metal. So you had fate and obviously his mm-hmm. helmet, and then that one of the one of the metal men. It looks like and, one of the metal men, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then so and obviously based on the their inclusion earlier on, I assume they're actually got Nth metal in them in it now, yeah. which is be- know, presumably what gives them life It makes
0: sort. sense, yeah.
1: I mean, that kind of goes against, again, I'm going to deep, deep dive into the continuity, but what brought them to life was their responsometers, and it was based yeah. around each of their, so e- each metal had its own characteristics, so, you know, like, gold was pure, so he was kind of, that's why he was the leader, and then tin was frail, so he was always the one that's kind of, you know, afraid of everything.
0: Look at Matt uh, bringing out the, but, the deep dive here.
1: Yeah, right? Uh, but if it, they do make it that it's based around the anthem metal, if that makes sense, because uh kendra said that the nth metal gives off its own unique energy and it's energy that's not from here so that's
0: I mean, why it's right. it's a bit of a retcon but it's an okay little retcon because it kind of connects yeah. more to the universe
1: yeah right. well I'll, I'll buy nth metal way more than responsometers like <laughs> you know like
2: yeah it's the idea that like the the nth metal is kind of their their spark of life it connects them yeah yeah so, they, it's they what it makes the response work.
0: Also, yeah. this makes me assume, because remember we spoke about how Plastic Man's hiding something inside his egg shape? It makes me think yeah. whatever's in there is nth metal, and that's why yeah. he's getting yeah. something picked up. That's what I assume so, as well. Yeah,
1: That exclamation, that that's like primarily known for Metal Gear, right? Like,
0: Yeah.
1: That, that's where that sound comes from?
0: Was that, you, you heard I the, heard hear the metal, metal Gear Solid sound in your head when you seen I that? I
1: did, and I don't even play games. That's how ubiquitous it is. <laughs>
0: I love that Matt probably just got that from Wreck-It Ralph because was a little cameo in that.
1: <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> I'm not going to confirm, nor deny. Uh, oh.
3: But but, uh, but anyways,
1: uh, people made a big deal about this, about Dream showing up because Gaiman has to like give permission.
3: Yeah. And they're
1: like, oh, this is the first time this happened. I was like, no. Death showed up to talk to Lex Luthor in Paul Cornell's run.
2: And it's, it's still a bit because obviously there was something recently I can't remember where it was going to be, that was going to pop up, and it was going to be something from Gaiman's
0: thing, but they had to change it. Mm. Uh, was that uh, Suicide Squad, like, one shot or mini?
2: Right, but they had to oh, well, change it. So it, it at I least wonder. shows that when when they, when they he gives permission, he doesn't yeah. just do it regardless. It doesn't seem... Yeah,
0: like- yeah. it seems like there they maybe like went, okay, we want to play nice with them because we want to use it here. So they, they changed this other thing that was maybe going to upset him because it was like a weird... yeah presumably
2: they asked him and he said no but here they've asked him he said yes which means he he okays it with context he doesn't just go yeah sure
0: whatever well yeah but remember the the thing in the suicide squad wasn't one of his characters it was just a similar name and it was a very similar character it was like it was almost like a Mm rip-off version of his character so i almost wonder and then they delayed it well that's the thing i don't think they had to ask him because it wasn't actually his but i think the reason why they might have delayed it is because they want to stay in his good terms because they want to use these other characters for where it's important so so and maybe maybe it wasn't like so much that you get pissed off maybe it was they realized that before they asked them or maybe Mm. once it came out that that was happening he's like hey i'm not really happy about that and they're like okay well since we're you're playing ball and giving us your character for this other thing we'll accommodate you and you know clearly this is much bigger and more important obviously you
1: don't want so so we'll we'll go when when we talk about nightwing because i had some issues there about a certain group that if they're overused they lose their impact and mm. so the fact that we never really see the endless interacting with DC, like, when they do show up, it's, like, monumental. You know what? And I um, think that's yeah. smart on Gaiman's part. Gaiman? Gaiman? Gaiman. Diamond. I always mess that up. Gaiman. Uh, yeah. It's smart on his part to be a little bit more closely guarded with his characters like that.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I think this just, I've seen people complaining, saying, oh, why is everything being in the one universe, like the Watchmen? Like, is it necessary? But, like Matt just said, you know, death was in Cornell's stuff. And, well, that's the huh? thing.
0: Almost the everything, Ring. almost everything's from Vertigo's... I mean, not everything. There's a lot of self-contained stuff. It's not like why The Last man popped up in DC. from
2: Vertigo's no. from that
0: time. Yeah. But, like... A lot of it. But, like,
2: like no, if no. you're talking about history
1: altering things, like a dark multiverse, wouldn't it... The Endless be involved?
0: well it's just like you know obviously Swamp Thing's a part of DC now Constantine's a part of DC now mm-hmm. I think Watchmen was a valid kind of question like I mean I, I'm yeah. not pissed about yeah. it but it was a valid question because that was very much a standalone thing outside of anything that yeah. would, had never interacted with other mm-hmm. stuff right a lot but, of that early Virgo stuff was murky though
2: and yeah. this specific I, I you know I say I read the first like 10 issues this week and mm. so he he interacts with Constantine there's references yeah. to Swamp Thing which, like you say, you can kind of write off because they were Vertigo at the time. Vertigo but, is its own shirt. But then he goes and sees Scott Free and Martian Manhunter. <laughs> so it's like, this has yeah. always been in some version of the DC Universe, at least. Right. Yeah.
1: Like, so now, would you recommend these books to someone that hasn't read them?
0: Uh, I've, I've been finding them fantastic. I, I have okay. the first trade of Sandman. I've had it on my comicology for about three years since I bought it in a sale, like a Christmas sale, uh, uh, like three the, years ago.
2: It's it's been really like late night reading for me, and that really fits into like a lot of
0: this ethereal
2: nightmare themes, and it's like it's it's really good late night reading. I,
0: yeah. I'm I'm curious. Also, I'm just I'm curious to check ahead, it yeah. out because, well, I've enjoyed like the American Gods TV show. It's a little bit Brian Fuller for me. I'm really curious to check out some of like, I almost said gaming. I've always I've always said gaming, but if it's gaming, it's Gaiman. Yeah. Uh, Gaiman. But I've, I've, I've like, always been interested in checking out Salmon. For whatever reason, I've just never got around to it. Like I say, the first trade's been right, sitting that on was it. account. It's always for...
2: been one of mine that's like, oh, I should really get around to that. And then uh, oh, this, this week, it was like, well, this is as good a time as any.
1: Perfect it's timing. It's relevant, yeah. 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 Uh, and so I had always been kind of chased off by the fact that there are these ethereal, you know, things. So I think if I had I read it younger, maybe it would have been different. But the more I get, I hear about Gaiman, the more I want to read it, you know. So, I, I think I could deal with that because I loved his Norse mythology book. Uh, yeah, how he simplified all that, and from what I hear, American Gods is great. The the yeah. book.
2: Yeah, yeah, know. I've I've read a few so. of his books, and I've yeah. I've really loved everything I've read from him. So I, that's kind of why I wanted to read this anyway. Yeah, mm. cool. And
1: he's such a, a strange creator because, uh, and I work at a school, and one of the books they have the kids read is The Graveyard Book. And, like, I wish when I was coming up, we got to read a Guyman book in class instead of the the regular
2: yeah. things and now- he's, he's also one of the few creators who's really for piracy. he He really is right? is a complete advocate that some of uh, some of the people who like consider themselves like yeah you know, really massive fans discovered him through piracy. or and there was a point where he gave away one of his books for free for like a year, like a digital huh. copy. And he had to fight the publisher to let it happen. Um, oh, wow. but, but sales spiked afterwards yeah, because I'm trying to get a hand like, crush on this dude. Because people, because he he was like, no, if you give them it, let them try it. If they like yeah. it, they
0: will buy it. And yeah, interesting. That's a curious little tidbit. But but what do we think this means going forward for the event? To get back on kind of the main topic yeah. here, what what do we think the endless dream of the endless showing up means for, like, part of me feels that like this will be. A, not like I don't think he'll be like an ongoing character throughout the whole thing. I think he'll be here. He'll, no. he'll do what he's here to say to him, and maybe he'll pop up like towards the end again to like you know.
1: He's almost yeah. like a herald.
3: Hmm. You
0: yeah. know,
1: like in the crisis, you had the harbinger that and psycho pirate that would come before. Right. It almost feels that's
2: what dreams' role is here.
0: It does. It makes you wonder though, like if he's popping up in issue one, who else is going to be popping up before these six right. issues it, are done? It's, it's <laughs>
2: something that makes me really excited because it's like if he's here now, how big is this going to be?
0: Mm-hmm. Like that, if that's
2: what you're ending just the first issue on, and it's gonna go, hey, yeah, this is gonna get worse. Uh, this is this is gonna be one hell of a story.
0: I'm, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for the Evil Batman. Obviously, I think all the, the the tie-ins and crossovers coming after issue two makes a lot of sense now because it seems like the Evil Batman will, uh, will come out next issue. That's what it seems like it's gonna be. It seems like they're gonna show yeah. up next time. Yeah. Uh, and that will lead into all the event. I'm actually really... It's been a while since I've been this excited to not only dive into the event, but also all the tie-ins. Like, I'm, I'm excited about the crossovers, I'm excited about the, the one-shots, because uh, they did a preview of... You know they did like, the first three or four pages of a, yeah. a book on like, a all, lot all of the websites? Uh, the Dawnbreaker, the Green Lantern Dark Batman story. Uh, the first few pages of that went up, and it was like the diversion... The, the I think each of them are going to start with that Batman's origin, and how it differs from like, you know, what we're uh, used to. Right. so well, yeah, Bruce Wayne's. And and this no. was, like... Just, just glancing at this 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 preview, um, it seems like right after the death of the Waynes, uh, the ring shows up. And, like, young Bruce Wayne immediately has power of the Green Lantern right after. Which, you know, oh, obviously... Right. You give that to a kid and it's like... Yeah, right after that green just green happened. Yeah. yeah, like, you know. So, I just... I'm, I'm actually really excited to see how all these different Batmen became what they were. Like, the Batman who laughs, I'm actually really pumped to see, you know, how that, does that so, happen?
1: You shared that out the other day, the, the front and I cover. said no me gusta? Yeah. yeah. And I didn't mean I didn't like it. It scared the bejesus out of me. Yeah, It but was, I was the, like one of those to be, images It's so
0: unsettling. To be specific, that cover wasn't for the one shot, that was the cover for Metal Issue 5, I think it was, but it was the Batman. Oh, uh, okay. And it was, uh, gotcha. it was at least inspired the, by the Dark Knight poster where the Joker's holding the card in front of him.
1: Yeah, well, and he's holding a tarot death card that has the, the heads of the Justice League skewered. Mm. With, well,
0: this makes sense yeah. that he's... I mean, I don't know if he's the big bad, Like, because obviously we keep talking about this big dragon, this big actual barbatos demon, but... Yeah. Like, yeah. It makes sense that out of the dark Batman, he's the worst.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, because he's he's Batman's greatest enemy... Yeah. Combined. Yeah. Right. I, I kind of hope we don't see Barbatos. I kind of hope that they give him the Lovecraft treatment... Like, we just feel his presence, kind of like what we got in Mr.
0: Miracle. Maybe you get hint B- last Bar- week. Barbatos yeah. is.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, Matt, you're well, right. Matt's
2: good. I, I was just going to say, it was really interesting. I was just checking the, the checklist. Um, Team Titans 12 is actually before Metal Number 2. I mean, they're out on the same day. Oh, interesting. But on the checklist, Team Titans comes first. So well,
0: that is interesting. I wonder if that maybe ends with a cliffhanger. Like maybe Team Titans is mostly its own thing, but the ending of the issue is like the portal opening or whatever it is right and it'll be like a tease for the metal issue that you jump into next yeah oh matt's uh, muted Matt, matt's, that's done no sound yeah, yeah. matt's t- somehow turned his mic off anyway to fix it he, he was just sitting there. he was probably giving us the best discussion he's ever had in his life and we couldn't <laughs> hear a word of it He'll How about now? All the time. there you go he's back okay
1: that's well, weird Did i just shut it off turn it on like i normally do but i was like if titans is first how is Damien going to react to these evil Batman? Like I only thought about that till now.
0: Mm. How, how are all the Bat going to react? Like, with, gonna... with a sword is the answer for yeah. Damian. Um, uh, oh! uh, like how, how does Batwoman react? How does Barbara react? How does Nightwing? Like how do all of them react? Like there's potential there. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Uh, so are we, are we done with metal? Did we spend enough time on issue one of on metal? I just want
2: to say again, Batman rides a dinosaur. Let's not. Let's just not overlook love that.
0: Which is great, but not quite as amazing as the Justice League Megazord. Yo,
2: a mountain
1: appeared over Gotham for no reason. <laughs> oh, also, Bear Clan, Wolf Clan, Bird Clan. i better see who's in the Bear Clan.
0: Nah, i are saving that for Metal 2, Electric Boogaloo. Uh,
1: no, I need, I needs it. The, the... A, I love bears. B, I love compartmentalization. Who, who's and in the wolf clan? I don't know.
0: Yeah, but we're setting up a trilogy here. We're clearly going to get the wolf story and the bear story later. That's, that's clearly uh-huh. going to be a thing.
1: Because we know the birds, you know? Like, that's a heavy theme, but I got
0: to know. Which, which actually was interesting because they mentioned that the House of Wayne was was a bird family.
1: it was a bat family that came to the side of good, yeah. to the birds. And that's why they're able to bring Barbatos in you mm, know interesting so yeah. I, I, I
2: really like the, the ending of carter's journal where like it, one of the last things he says is a, a proud member of the tribe of the bird mm. yeah well that was nice
0: but no, obviously obviously i mean there's probably more we've not even hit the head on but uh, we'll be talking a lot more about metal over the next few months because after issue two we're going to have a, at least a one shot every week pretty much for like a good couple of months so um, yeah, it runs till like mid-february i think yeah so expect a lot of metal talk over the next few months um But I guess that finally wraps that up. But will take us on to Batman number 29, Tom King and Mikhail Janin. Uh, It's amazing that the next part of the War on Jokes and Riddles is not the headlining book. But that's what happens when there's an event. So here we are. And this was the dinner party issue. In which Bruce Wayne, not Batman, but as Bruce Wayne, he has Uh got the Joker and the Riddler, along with uh, the the generals, I'll call them, uh, over for a nine-course traditional French meal. In which they, he tries to so broke good. peace. as well, I, I say broke peace. Basically, he he is there to say, okay, look, we're sick, this fighting's causing too much damage. One of you needs to win. So one of you convince me why you need to win. Why you're the one that should be the one killing the Batman, and I will give you a billion dollars, and that should help you put an end to it. Um, that that is the gist of the issue. And more, pretty much the whole issue. There's a couple, of, you know, there's uh, some like thematic sort of like other panels spread throughout. But otherwise, it's all set at this dinner table. It's all there, yeah. uh, and it's just and each each section is like labeled with the the course. Like, that's how it introduces each part of it. Yeah, and each I, of I, those
1: I, also speaks to what's going on in the conversation,
2: right? Mm,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's thematic. Like the entrees, like that's that part of the conversation. Yeah, oh. yeah.
2: So it, it uh, I think this might be Jan's finest issue yet, in the sense that he makes literally just sitting around a table talking just thrilling
1: yeah so the last issue we got him making it so tense because mm. of the, the sniper stuff yeah right and here he does the complete opposite and it's just as tense like you can feel the tension between Joker and Riddler and God Riddler's so dark like, I oh, never realized is. how dark he was honest, now. and honest it's brought me back around on my, Riddler.
0: my favorite line of this whole issue though if I'm honest is like Riddler spends like two pages going on and on why he should be the one that kills Batman instead of mm-hmm. Joker. And then it goes to Joker's side and he just says this. Why should I kill Batman? Because I'm the Joker and he's the Riddler and who cares about the Riddler? End of end of argument. And yeah. I love it because it was kind of meta. It was like, yeah, the Joker's more popular than the Riddler and he's the bigger deal. And yeah. And it, it almost like, but it, it, in a weird reverse way, it kind of justifies why Riddler wants to prove himself even more. Yeah, yeah.
1: He, he does. He so. has a chip on his shoulder. And I, I listened to a Tom King interview, and it was, you know, from the beginning of the summer. So, really, before any of this had it hit its stride, and the host had asked him why he'd picked the Riddler. And it's because out of all of Batman's rogues, Riddler's the most he felt undervalued. Like, there's not a lot of great Riddler stories, and that some people think of him as Joker Light. And so he imagined, like, basically what we just talked about. He's got something to prove to the Joker that I can be just as bad as you, even better. Hey. And Yeah. Oh, man. So after listening to that interview and then reading this issue, it just, everything came, like, to a head. And that story Joker, or Joker, that Riddler tells of what he how he would kill Batman and just basically line them all up, line up all the Bat family... And throw Batman in the ditch, shoot them all.
0: That that was probably my favourite of the. Uh, you know how in the middle of the pages it has these yeah. kind of like either flashbacks or kind of representations of what they're talking about? Yeah. Um, and it's like he's in the bowler hat, like this traditional Riddler bowler mm-hmm. hat and the silhouette. It, it looks quite good. I like that. Um, oh. I love actually at the end when he's, he's getting them all to leave because he's not telling them who's won because like, you know, the closing yeah. side might like, you know, start a massacre. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, okay, right, so you each had hostages to ensure that police or Batman wouldn't intervene. No, obviously yeah. we know the entire time that he's Batman, but they don't know that. And yeah. I love that Joker's like, Oh, I might have killed many before I came, I'll check when I get back. And I like just the, the panel after that's just all the bodies just lying there dead. And I'm like, if if we're racking up more things to make Bruce feel guilty about, it's the idea that these yep. hostages who were like theirs collateral are now dead. Like
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> And it, it shows the difference between him and Riddler. Like
2: Riddler he still has rules of engagement.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah, he's, still, like he's I mean, not he's evil. Pure like, he, he's evil,
2: but yeah. he, these hostages are alive and well. Like we see that, but, and yeah, he'll let them go.
1: Yeah. So that's another thing that King spoke on. Because I don't want to take credit for this because it's way too smart. But he said the difference between a joke and a riddle is that the, in a riddle there's an order. Like you can figure out a riddle, but a joke is based on uh, being uh, what's the word? Uh, unsuspecting, like. A surprise. It, it's unpredictable, isn't it? It's it's unpredictable. So. Unpre- yeah. The, yeah. the, the whole the point
0: of a joke is to set your expectations, then subvert them. That's exactly. The, that's the point of a joke. And,
1: and he brought up uh, why did the chicken cross the road? And you think about every little thing, but the traditional answer is to get to the other side because you're not expecting it to be. Which something I stand so plain. by
2: is dark as shit, and it's the chicken committing suicide.
1: Well.
2: <laughs> okay. So that's <laughs> why we're laughing. Way, way to but, Lower the tone.
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: And I'm so, saying,
1: prove it wrong. And in that, the Riddler has rules. The Joker doesn't. Because the Joker is chaos. It's it's from the yeah. Dark Knight. He's an agent of chaos. So it's anarchy versus fascism. And both are equally evil, but they're evil in their own ways. And now Batman has to pick which side he's going to Yeah, like,
2: Which is the lesser evil. Almost.
1: Exactly. And,
2: and if I'm going to make course,
1: a guess, and I'm not in the prediction business... But how I feel about Batman, I feel he takes Riddler's side. See,
0: I don't. I actually... See? I would guess the opposite. And the reason why is I think it's the least expected. And I think the argument's going to be from Batman is that Riddler's actually too ambitious in a weird way. Like, he's got too much, sort of, that he wants to achieve. he
1: knows what to expect from Riddler, and that's why I think... He's easier to deal with than Joker.
0: I, I I think it's just... Because he's building up to like he like he's guilty, he regrets what he's done, right? And th- this whole issue is that at the end, he doesn't say what the side is, but he says, "I know what side." Yeah. I, you know, I knew what side after that. I was going to pick what side yeah. I was taking.
2: I, I think the Joker just because from context of you know modern day, like like I we was saying, Riddler's kind of overlooked. We don't really think of him, but you think yeah. of Joker, and it's kind of the idea that this formed Joker's career, where, especially
0: like, since. Uh, one mm-hmm. big thing that was sticking out to me is like Joker keeps talking about why he killed Batman which to modern people that actually is not what the Joker is typically like and I read that as one of two things. One is because it's early Joker and he's not you know he's not that fascination of Batman and that love for Batman right. has not grown yet and maybe however this war ends is what makes, lets that kind of sort of blossom or it could just be that because he's in this weird place where he can't laugh is why he's he's not he's out of character so yeah. to speak yeah yeah um, it could be one of those two and, things, but if it's the if it's the former, if it's because he hasn't developed that yet, what you know, what sparks it? What what about Batman at the end of the story, like makes him fascinating to the Joker that sparks that that that, that romance, if you want to call it that?
1: Yeah, yeah, that could be and it. Could be because again, he's about unpredictability, and he would have never guessed that Batman coming like, to his side. Because
0: because Joker's thing with Batman that is makes always him laugh. It's, mm. Yeah, it's like jo- Joker's uh, thing with Batman is that he's always like fascinated by like Batman doing the right thing even though it's the the risky thing or even like you know Batman will jump to save someone yeah. or he'll always go out the way to do it and that'll like Joker will keep trying to like f- prove him that he can stop him from doing it or prove that he can change yeah. his mind or whatever right. and I think maybe to Joker if Batman like, like like by joining Joker's side and helping him out maybe that's like he's like you're willing to do this like you know maybe that's what kind of gets that ball rolling where he's like okay this is like what else can i make him do maybe that's the start of that that imagination
1: see but i'm reading it as he's he's guilty that he even had to choose a side
0: oh no
2: I,
1: no from batman's perspective yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure.
2: that part's going to play into king's background with the cia because obviously yeah the, yeah throughout history when when you have something like this you know where governments pick a side. Yep. And try and, you know, depose a ruler. And, you know, they support yep. the rebels. And what comes next is always worse. When there's this power yeah. vacuum or whatever happens, it's always and worse. That's,
1: and that's why I feel you don't want to empower Joker more than you want to empower Riddler. Because, again, with Riddler, Batman knows what he's getting. And, again, I want to point out all of the people that are on his side are all villains that get redeemed. So that's true. it's Clayface. It's Two-Face. It's a lot of faces. Ivy, Croc. It's Ivy, Croc. And so that's where I almost feel like they see Batman took the chance. To do, you, do, you, do
2: you think Ivy and Croc are just there because they're green and, and so says Riddler? I mean, Maybe, most yeah, likely. It's just, it's
1: but again, team. we got that really cool scene with Ivy and Riddler taking out the mob enforcers.
0: Yeah, the henchmen. You know? Mm.
1: And yeah, so, you know, we saw that they were on the same side. But yeah, this is, I used to say Riddler was my favorite Bat villain because you know of his his mania and whatnot and he wasn't joker but here the fact that he is so close to joker but he's edged slightly to the other direction i'm just like oh man king's made me like this character again. i think
0: i think the reason why i'm at least predicting joker right now is because mm-hmm. the guilt doesn't feel as justified with riddler i think for it to be his guilt as for batman to really regret what he does to end this i think he's in some way siding with the joker and then feeling responsible, that the Joker is what he is, and what he became, partly because right. of him, is is the ultimate well, guilt for him. And, and
1: I, I like that we can have this discussion, and whatever happens, we're going to be surprised. Hmm. And that's that's a hallmark of good writing to me, because like, yeah, I wanted to be Riddler, but if it ends up being Joker, I'm I'm in for this right now. And it's crazy that last year at this time, I was complaining about I am Suicide, and and I still have issues with that that arc. But everything since, I've really enjoyed. So, you know, King
2: King's done it.
0: I, I dig that. I mean, I am Suicide was the arc that was like, oh no, I think I'm going to love this run because I mean, I enjoyed I am Gotham. But you know, it was uh, it's things here. I am Suicide probably the weakest part for me as well.
3: Uh. But,
0: but, well, fair that enough, that yeah. arc
1: made me question if if he really understood Batman. And now I, I see the seeds that he was sowing here. Like, how far is Batman willing to go? That's what all I Am Suicide is. And, and we're getting that again here in Jokes and Riddles. How far he's he's going to host a detente between these two sides at Wayne Manor. Like, he's literally inviting the chaos into his home.
0: Well, I think we'll wrap that up there on Batman. I think the next issue is the second Cape Man issue. Hell yeah. I think it is. Because I, I think it's like two regular issues Cape Man, two regular. So I think the yeah. next one's Cape Man. But uh, we'll, we'll see in a couple of weeks. Well, another
1: you know thing about King. He's made me care about Kite Man, a character I literally forgot existed until now. <laughs> so good on him.
0: Hell yeah. So that will take us on to Superman number 29, not by Peter J. T. Massey and uh, uh-huh. Gleason. It's uh, Keith, Keith Champagne who's writing, and Doug Mankey's on art, though. Um, and this is a story, actually, I actually kind of like this issue, actually. Uh, I wasn't sure what to expect, because i seen that it was a different writer, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Admittedly, his yeah. last P- Tomasi's last couple issues I wasn't so hot on, but... He earned a break, but yeah. that
1: said, Super Sons was solid Tomasi.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Super Son, we get there. Yeah, when we get there, that, that was great, but... So
1: I was worried he'd maybe lost his mind writing all the Superman, and mm, I, I'm confident he's fine still. So...
0: Th- this, this was a good little horror tale of kids going missing, and... We have, we have Superman, like, concerned, and he's, like, flying through the skies, and he comes down, and there's a great scene where he's, like, with all these parents of all the kids who have went missing, and he's promising mm-hmm. that he's going to help, that he's going to try and do his best to find them. Uh, but then you see, like, the first kids, like, you know, ab- helping abduct the other kids, and they have that really creepy scene where he comes in, like, basically talks a little girl out of her room, and they, like, go yeah. walking. And that's when, eventually, Superman, like, sort of runs into him and realises that what's going on here? And the reason why Jimmy's camera is malfunctioning and everything's tinted yellow no. is because the literally yellow fear. Uh, you know, we're talking fear. lantern light-esque stuff we're, is going we're on. We're getting
1: monkey drawing lantern stuff again. It's I so good, love
0: it. It. And it is. I, I love, like because obviously you're like, well, there's lanterns, but well, why wouldn't he call the Green Lanterns? But th- no, they actually use this, the idea that uh, Simon and Jessica are off-world because of, of, because of the arc that's going on in their book, and they say, okay, this is set at the same time, that's why I can't call them. He acknowledges mm-hmm. that, he mentions that. Uh, so yeah, he, he has to look for himself, he ends up going to this like, abandoned school and the kids are all there, all, all kind of alien-esque style and like a sort of yellow light web in the walls. Yeah. Um, yeah. and just I, I this- was
1: getting the Thing vibes from it. A little
0: like, oh, a little bit yeah yeah especially since it's, the parallax like kind of invades people um, yeah right when,
2: when when parallax then crawls out of the kid's mouth oh yeah it is hideously amazing Yeah, actually that's what
1: monkey was great at during the green Lantern record run i think, I
0: think one of my favorite things in that whole scene is uh when it's trying to get into superman and superman like pulls it out of his own mouth i like that oh, panel that's so panel. i fist pumped so that's I, cool.
1: I almost knocked over my cereal because I was reading it over breakfast. Uh, yeah, I learned not to do that anymore.
0: No, yeah. He's <laughs> True. not. He's gonna do it every. I'm week. a liar. He's gonna do it every single week. That's just who he is. Uh, um, guys,
1: there's a lot of comics. So I have to read what I can read. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just... I know that feeling. He was yeah. just telling us before he started that sometimes when he's on the the old uh, treadmill that he, he he tries to like use his phone and like nearly face plants and like you know damn near kills himself. I bet he's reading comics yeah. on there as well. No, I can't. I
1: can't read. I can't read and walk at the same time. It makes me sick. It's like Dean Carr sick. <laughs>
0: All that bobbing up it and down is. as he's walking along. Yeah. Um, no, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the creepiness. I enjoyed the kind of. I, I thought right from the get go. Like you open with this prologue of this kid going missing because he like you know he's yeah. in the abandoned school. He's, he's basically playing Pokemon Go, but it's their like you know weird DC universe. You know, and it's based
1: on Captain Carrot and the Zoo Crew, which I thought was a fun touch. Oh yeah, and it
0: was the, like the Zoo Fifty Two. The Zoo Fifty Two. Yeah. I was about to mention that. Yeah. Uh, and, he, and then he thinks like a little parallax is uh, like one of his things on his phone. He's like, kind of cute when he sees that little parallax, though, isn't it?" Yeah, C- comparing it to well, aliens, the, the little chest buster version of him.
1: Yeah, but like again, like you guys said, it was cute and it was unassuming, and that's what fear does. It starts small, and you're just like, "Oh, that's not to worry to worry about," until it utterly consumes you.
2: Yeah, and, and then you see it crawl out of out of the same kid at the end, and it's just yeah. this big monstrous thing now.
0: Yeah, I, yep. I just I think that set up the tone and then when it cut to Superman and he's flying and it's the night sky, it's raining, there's that great bit as well, the cloud says fear, like in the in the light. Did you
1: did you see it in the building too on the title page?
0: Oh yeah, I did yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah was, you
1: see it I didn't see that until I, I went to Reddit. Uh and someone's like, Oh, look at this and it was all spelled out in the, the windows in the lighting. That was pretty mm, cool too. Yeah. Like it's just it's subversive the entire time.
0: And I just I love the atmosphere because it goes from the really creepy of the kid being like abducted or captured by the mm. parallax, and then it cuts to this really it's like you really feel like nighttime in the city everyone's worried about the kids going away it really feels like an epidemic's happening and it really it has this mood to it and I'm like I really like yep. this because it is sometimes hitting Superman with a dark story is kind of fun because it's like yep. it ju- you know like putting him in a situation where he has to deal with something really horrific is actually kind of cool yeah
1: yeah. Uh, the Horrible story that uh, Packing... Uh, I want to say it was
0: Cooter. Cooter, yeah, it was. Yeah.
1: That is one of my favorite Superman stories of the last five years. And, you know, not at that lot, time I was not doing... Not a
0: lot of competition for a good portion of that, admittedly, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but like I was going through a lot of anxiety issues at that time, and just the whole Superman, I refused to be scared, and I refused to give in. You know, it, it was... It hit me at the right time. And here, it... You know, not that it's happening again, but... It hit at the right time, and it just really resonated with me.
3: Yeah, especially
1: as as Superman just his whole point to the to the parents is ugh, about the fear about you got to have a little bit of light, they, and that's what courage is.
0: And they feel hopeless as well, they, the parents almost yeah. feel like they have lost kind of hope that their kids are coming back. And you mm-hmm. know, it just, again, it adds to that kind of tone of it. Uh, uh, obviously the art's very good. My only complaint would be there's one or two panels where where Superman's neck is like a tree trunk. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's a couple where there's that, and there's there's a couple where his lips are a bit funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, was, uh, it, it
2: was, early on, I think, especially, his, his lips.
0: There's, there's, there's one panel in particular where he's sort of looking up the way, and his, his neck just looks really big, bulky, and veiny. And I'm like, man, that looks...
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just before the end, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh, so, so I mean, a couple of nitpicks in that way, but ultimately, I love the use, again, love the atmosphere, the, all the dark, nighttime kind of lighting. It obviously gets very yellow at the end. And obviously, where the, the book ends up, is that Superman's fighting away Parallax, but then Parallax is like basically going to take the kids. So Superman offers to be taken by Parallax to yep. save the kids. So you know, very heroic all that. But once he does, and he turns into you know Sinestro Superman or super super Parallax is the, the Superlax. B- Superlax. That sounds terrible. As a bit sounds like it.
1: something you take when you're not feeling good. Yeah. Um,
0: but of course he's like, oh, I, I'm you know, I, I, I know I'm invincible. No, nothing can hurt yeah. me in this body. And that's when we get the big cliffhanger of a certain person showing uh, shown up to reclaim his beastie. Sinestro enters the frame.
2: I'm so down for this.
0: Oh yeah, that was fun. I, I want to
1: be, but well, I'm so over Sinestro. Like...
0: This is not Vendetti, right? And No, no,
2: I, I, I get what you're saying, I but I haven't seen Sinestro interact with these characters in a long time.
0: I haven't yeah, seen
2: Sinestro just... in a long time.
0: I, I've been reading... The yeah well, core. so lucky <laughs> so i'm <laughs> good <laughs> to be fair
2: he's not since the, the first arc of hal jordan he hasn't been in that really
1: no but like he he died let, let let's live a yeah like how cool has this has been to our come like
2: no i get what you're saying
1: yeah like it could have been anyone else not not you know it didn't ruin the issue for me but i was just like dude was just dead like two weeks ago and we got the resurrection page and now he's coming to take off super parallax and i'm sure it'll be great because i just read too i was looking up keith champaign he hmm. works a lot with tomasi like they co-write a lot of stuff together oh, cool. so yeah so he gets a feel and i love tomasi's green liner core stuff yeah he really had a feel for it so i'm a lot more open to it than if it were say vanity but yeah, like, oh man, I want to turn that page and have it be our kill and go, that doesn't belong to you.
0: Like I, like I say, I've not actually even seen Sinestro in a book in mm-hmm. ages. Like, probably That's probably that. John's his Green Ladder was the last time I really had Sinestro.
2: But how interesting would it have been if it had been, like, Sarnik that showed up? Yeah. Because obviously that was the, the, the latest stuff in that book, if you've not been keeping up was kind of her taking off and taking the the Sinestro cause and being their own thing again well, she took the name back right like, exactly she she took that as her own name again yeah Sorinic Sinestro. so she, this here would have been like, a really nice like idea of her embracing the fear
1: mm-hmm.
2: but but
1: we also get a super dope super parallax because I like when someone takes it on and they get that suit
2: yeah, you know it's cool isn't it? and
1: it, yeah, it's based off of the Hal Jordan parallax from the nineties from Zero Zero Hours? Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Too many of those. Uh, but yeah, so it was it was real good. But again, Monkey's art here. I just creepy and you know, the fear stuff, subversive. And I really like Keith Champagne. Very, as a writer, like,
0: Village of the Dam, Children of the Corn, mm-hmm. you know, kids with the lighting up eyes. Yeah, stuff. So, Superman, and, like and,
1: Superman. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Yeah. After the last two issues in and, and Tomasi's Lack of skill in handling that, I think. Yeah. You know? I, I, I like this if, you know,
0: Champagne wants to fill in. Cool. Oh, because it was a story again. It wasn't a textbook with a story lesson. Yeah, so. exactly. That was nice. Uh, but you yeah, got that Superman. That'll take us on to Wonder Woman number 28. Shea Fantana writing David Messina on art. Uh, so this is the third in this sort of five issue sort of mini run, if you want to call it that. Um,
1: I like this issue the most
0: out of the three. As, as do I. I, I, I like the first issue well enough. I was not fond of issue two. I didn't like the whole doctor yep. using like Wonder Woman steroids. Like I didn't get into that at all. Yeah. This Wonder issue, Roids. This issue I was way more into. Uh, I thought it was fun. I thought the action was very good. Basically, Wonder Woman uh, takes Etta home, who's getting out of the hospital. Um, mm-hmm. my, my, honestly, my only criticism is that I felt like Etta at the end of the last issue was a lot more upbeat. So like when yeah. it cut into this one and she was like a little bit more moody and she's, uh, whatever. Well,
3: uh,
2: I, I thought that as she stop. was putting on a putting on a front, but kind yeah. of when well, no, it was well, kind of worn her down a bit. I the guess. Reality's yeah.
1: here. Have you ever had that friend that just wants to help and you're like, please stop! Like I'm fine, I'm fine, but they keep doing stuff, and and deep down you hmm. really care and you're like, thank you, but would you just go home? That's how I feel, at his... Yeah, and I, I feel that Fontana really. If that was the intent, then great,
0: because yeah. that's how I, I picked up on it. I think uh, obviously before the assassin shows up, it's very much about the whole difference between mm-hmm. like Etta doesn't want to forgive the doctor because well she yeah. did set off a bomb at my brother's wedding, like oh. you know I'm not forgiving that. that. That's you know she's a terrorist. Uh, whereas Wonder Woman's like oh she was a tragic soul who you know like. You know, it's just a shame I couldn't save her in time before she did that oh. stuff, kind of thing. And,
1: and it shows that that Diana sees the best in everybody, even people that try to blow up a wedding.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, So, yeah. no, so it's uh, interesting stuff uh, there. I actually really like the action because this sniper tries mm-hmm. to take her out, and Diana, like, you know, rocks the bullet and jumps out the window. We got that big, gorgeous double page spread of her, like, jump, you know, flying up to the rooftop. Flying up, John yeah. 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 And then she takes on the assassin and they, they fight for a bit. And there's that, that great moment where. The assassin's like, okay, you're fast enough to catch a bullet at that distance, but then she puts the gun right against her stomach, and she's like, yeah, but can you dodge this? And that's when you know the the, the close up of the the bullet hitting the gun, and you just you was know, like, oh, Etta's just saved her. He saved her. Hasn't I, seen. I
2: think this yep. this issue redeems it You know, like the end, the first issue, we were like, it was good, but it wasn't really the Etta, Etta we felt, just yeah. got used to. Whereas now here, it's like,
0: no, nah, Etta's back. Yeah, it feels more mm-hmm. like Etta. Yeah. I mean maybe you could almost write that first issue off as oh she's just giddy because her she's got a wedding to go to.
2: I think you have to. Yeah, really. it's the best.
0: Yeah, I can that's do fine. For you. Um, yeah,
1: but that you know this issue again the the action sequence with her fighting the assassin, and and then finding out that the assassin's hemophilic. so when Wonder Woman punches her she's as good as killed her. Yeah,
0: yeah. Do you, do you know what I love about that. I love how the assassin's like what you try to do kill me. Like you didn't know she was going to fight back. Yeah. You tried to assassinate yeah, exactly.
2: her. But that's it. She tries to use it to get out of it. She's mm. like, "Yeah, but how long have you got?" And, and, and thinking mm. that you know, like she's she was obviously not expecting the last. So she was going to bluff it
0: and go, "Not long." Yeah.
2: But yeah, know, I, I think it's just her
0: being evil. Yeah, and then obviously there's the, uh, the the ravens, which you know are the the messages from uh from Apollo. Which, Apollo, thank you. I can't remember the god. Yep. Um. So like, oh there's more assassins coming, and Etta's like, no, I'm not letting you do this yourself. And even though she's got a walking stick, and she's like she's loading her gun up to like, this, do yeah. this. And then they go out, and there's like five assassins, and that's the big cliffhanger. Uh, yeah. I thought it was a fun issue. I thought the action was really well told. I was way more into it. I think the, the characterization of Etta was more on point. Uh, Wonder Woman was pretty on point. Actually, I really liked the opening scene where she, she actually goes to visit the uh, the grave of the, the Doctor. And it's this kind yeah. of really bittersweet, sort of dark kind of scene, because it's like, yeah, yeah she was a, a terrorist, but she's still kind of sad to try to mourn her because that's who Wonder Woman is. So yeah,
1: yeah, she's the best of us.
0: Because hmm. I know I wouldn't have. <laughs> so uh, well, yeah, it's simple, straightforward to the point. But uh, I'm uh,
2: looking forward to the next. You know, I'll find out the assassins that Cheshire there or see. Is it? Yeah, I
0: don't, I don't, Cheshire's there. they I have it open in front of me? But yeah, fair uh, enough.
2: And it looks like they're
1: all female assassins. Hmm. It so does. That's yeah. A cool touch. That's a cool
0: that's touch. A cool. Uh, so that's simple straight to the point but the action was really good characters at one point so uh, no much stronger issue definitely the strongest of the three out of this Yeah, I agree. run so a lot, lot of fun good stuff uh, so that'll take us on to Green Arrow number 29 Benjamin Percy writing Johnny Faria on art so all Ollie's in Gotham uh, he was in Metropolis uh, last issue so he's went from Wonder Woman to Superman now he's to Batman and obviously we'll talk yep. about the end of this where he's, where he's heading next and with who Um so once again, Faraya and the art is just kill. Joe, Joe, I'm loving His I'm...
2: Batman is one of the best I've ever seen.
0: I don't know if I'd go that far, yeah. but I will say this: I love that he gives him proper ears. It's not these stupid little dinky things. No, no, he gives him oh. proper Batman ears.
2: I know that that first, like you know, when you see Batman coming down, you know the cloak spread, and you can just see the purple yeah. against the green light of the background. He's, first, he's,
1: but he's, even when you say, see him in the reflection of the blood, and you see the ears. Like,
0: yeah, that was one of my favorite like, pages. Was like Billick and yeah. that in the blood because it opens with like this, yeah. this victim who's been killed in like an alleyway or something mm-hmm. like that, and it's like Billick's talking to the cop, and it's like in the, the blood. Great page. As good as his Batman is, and I do love some of like you know Batman like going into the sewer, and it's like that it's that side view where it's like almost like a cut up of the uh, mm-hmm. the sewer, and you can see like the people in their basements on either side of the, the sewer entrance. Did you
1: see the the
0: artist chained
1: to his table?
0: Yeah, I saw that. That I it was, was like, funny. huh, is
2: he telling us something? Right.
0: Oh, that was great. I do think though he draws Ollie better than he does Batman. I don't know if that may sound strange, but
2: no, no, that that one where it's the reflection through the through the glass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's again, it's just after the blood because it parallels with the red wine. the
0: the, mm-hmm. the two the two pages for me that really stuck out that I thought were great images and they're both a Green Arrow. Is one. So he basically infiltrates the Talons, and there's the panel of them taking off the mask, the Talon mask. I think that's a fantastic panel. Yeah. And then the other yeah. one is basically the next page. I think it's the full page spread of them taking the full suit off. But it's like you know, and it's just he's in the shadows. You see like, the kitty, the green. It's just it's a beautiful page. Like he just, it just it works. So oh,
2: that art well. is something else, isn't
0: it? Yeah, the art was killing it this week uh, on Green Arrow. But
1: I I really enjoy his Batman, and that should mean a lot
2: coming from me. Hmm. You know. Um, so it's I think it's it's the way he plays with the cape.
1: Yeah, it's Lock, exactly. Yeah. It's it Tim Sale does the same thing.
0: Yeah, it's so uh, yeah. so so basically the the those victims down here in the tunnels of Gotham and uh, Batman and Ollie basically run teacher Ollie gets one of the talons and he's like questioning I and he basically. Let's him hang as if he's going to let him die, and then Batman intervenes mm-hmm. and like cuts the cuts the rope. And he's like, I knew you were there, Batman. You are going to save him. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, and you know, Batman's like, you know, people keep telling me you're not a murderer. Don't prove them wrong. <laughs> like it's just Batman yeah. being Batman. Uh, yeah. But now, it's, it's, well, it's, it's, like
1: that? Like that Percy really highlighted the difference between Ollie and Bruce, because that's one of the things that gets thrown out there a lot. That Green Arrow is just a lesser version of Batman, mm. but here it, it really defined their characters where. You know.
2: Yeah, he, he points out that you know Bruce pretends to be you know, a playboy, but playboy. Oliver yep. actually was that, and it's the idea that Bruce has never really had that experience of being that person. It's just an oh, act. Yeah. Whereas yep. Oliver's actually yep. had to overcome actually, that and become a better person.
0: I, I love that 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 big sort of page where they're arguing about like who they are, and Oliver says like if your family was eth like mine, you'd, you're you're better off without them. <laughs> like it's a really Really dark line, yeah. actually, but it's it's, it's kind of it shows is. the difference. He's like, Bru- well, Bruce and is... And we it-
1: know his mom is the big dad waiting in the
0: wings. Yeah, he doesn't you even know? know that, but like, br- Bruce is no. br- a character who's defined because he had a good family and lost them. Oliver's is defined by the fact that he has a really shitty family, and while they've been absent for some time, they, their secrets keep coming up to bite him in the ass and keep I, causing trouble.
2: I love the, the layout of the panel, you know, where he says that line where... It's kind of the the outline of the bow, but then the the wings of the bat that, yeah. that kind of defines the panel, and it's oh, it's something else there. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, it's a statement that he's Batman so good, but I actually I think I think I prefer his daytime Superman as opposed to his sewer Batman.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, it's all good. It's all yeah. good. It was, you know, I
2: think I prefer just... the full figure of Superman, but Batman's face and the mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> right. I don't know. It's way, it's
2: really way it
0: bringing it the down face. there, Connor. Yeah, nitty gritty. We're getting to the nitty gritty now. Yeah. Superman's know, like, chin is better than Batman's chin.
2: But every time you have like the close-up on the faces, that's when it's the best, I think. Other than like the the really silhouette
0: shots, it's it's those like the, the head shots enough. that just look amazing. Okay. Uh, so yeah, basically they end up working together. I actually trust them as a burned. One of the burned men are down there, and they end up you know working together to save the the. You know, the innocent person, and stop the bad guy, yep. and like, yeah, you know, and again, much like Superman, it ends with them on a roof, uh, like doing their thing. Yeah,
2: and I but- like these, like, hey, yeah, you're supposed to be gone when I turn around,
0: but you're you're still there.
2: Because hmm. he's got know- intel
0: for him. He wants to help with this whole yeah. this whole deal. Uh, and basically, he's tracked that what he's looking for is actually orbital. It's like a, a satellite or a space station that he needs to go to. And he's like, yeah, call a friend, you know, use a signal. Uh, Look,
2: you know I'm, I'm telling you now, this is not the only reference this week, but the way he says uh, the, there's a, an eye in the sky, yep. I'm calling it Brother Eye is coming up.
0: Yeah. Uh, p- probably. I don't know if this particular thing is a reference to it. I don't know the way eye in the sky is in bold. Sure, but I, I, don't, I don't think he literally means Brother Eye, though. Maybe not. But
2: I, th- but I think combine that with the other one this week it's it's feeling like a hint I'm with Connor on this
1: that it is that's brother I because what well, you, th- you,
0: you think the name circles can using brother Eye?
1: I? I do because then that takes it out of Bruce Wayne because why would Bruce Wayne have, have created this stuff right what's so, the brother the brother I because that, that's okay. traditionally what it is it comes from Wayne Tech. and so but if it's if it's the ninth circle corrupting Wayne Tech stuff in order to create Brother Eye, then
2: in in the same makes, way they just did with the cop like, chips and stuff. Exactly.
0: Uh, okay. These, these are fair points. Um, I just it's weird then that Batman would just let Ollie go and deal with it. Like, why? Why isn't Batman concerned that like his stuff's been taken? And that, that's my only dispute with it. Is it doesn't really like to me, Batman. If his stuff's been corrupted by someone else. He's very. It doesn't sound like he's concerned about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I hate
0: that. I hate that. Yeah, it, just, it kind of sounds like he's just saying, "No, no, there's, some, there's a satellite or whatever that you need to go to." Um, but uh, so basically, he gives him this little thing, and you see the Green Lantern symbol. So obviously, I'm assuming it's Hal that he's going to go to. Maybe not. Maybe he will go to one of the others, but probably Hal. Yeah, it, it it should be Hal for for Oliver, really. Probably, yeah. That said, though, yeah. I mean, I can see some fun happening if he goes to Simon and Jess. I can see the fun being like if he puts out the signal hoping for Hal and one of the yeah. others shows up
1: yeah or if it's John like because he's the head of the the core mm. yeah
0: maybe no I don't know
1: maybe. but I mean it's called Hard Travelling Heroes if Hal doesn't show up I'm going to riot that's all <laughs> Just like if,
2: if, if it's Kyle I'm punching someone
0: <laughs> but better uh, than guy let me just say that no you take that back take it back no, Kettle's okay. better than Guy. End of discussion. No. no,
1: so my my main problem with this issue is how they treated the Owls. Just like when Snyder had created them, and in that first arc, they feel like this unbeatable force that took Batman to the limit. Mm. And now they just seem kind of like generic. Uh,
0: yeah, no, evil another violence. thing that's in Gotham. Honestly. Yeah. As much as that is an issue, I can't really fault because almost anything that's like this ends up doing that. Like anything. No, I know. I in, just anything. I just wish anything you introduce Sorry. and establish like this, and then it keeps around. Like if you if you take it away and don't use it, and then have it come up later, yeah, it'll still have the impact. But anything like this, yeah. where you establish that it's an ongoing thing that's always there, they can't always be the the biggest threat ever. They have to kind of become a bit more normal, or it just doesn't well, work.
1: Well, no, but between this and that first Nightwing arc, mm. I just they've been neutered big time. Like,
2: I, I think the the way I'm looking at it is it the idea is before the. They were so powerful because no one actually knew they existed. So the, mm-hmm. the, the secrecy was their strength. Also, but now that Batman, Batman's kind of shared it around, these people, they know the owls are yeah. there. So they're not as big a threat even,
0: even before sharing it around, I think there's just an argument to be made that he weakened them anyway because he took, you know, extra yeah, members out them, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah.
1: But I mean, what do, you, what do you do here? I mean, you're using a secret society... You know, type thing with the underground man.
0: And to be fair, they, they tie in you quite nicely to the whole name circle at the like yeah, the secret society. I I just,
1: I just thought that Green Arrow took out the Talons way too easy. You know what I mean? Like, because he he had to taken them out in order to you know take the uniform
3: yeah. and dress up. You so, know.
1: you know, that's and we had a whole night of owls. That that you know, it's just it's a small thing, but I kind of like them being the creepy hidden in the shadows type deal.
0: So, obviously, the one thing we'll not talk about is the final page, which is, you know, we'll be getting like one or two pages per issue with uh, the, the actual Star City stuff with with Emmy mm-hmm. and Black Canary and whatnot. And basically, uh, you know, hacked into the whole thing and they've basically, the the woman that Oliver was supposed to have killed is actually been held captive. She's alive. Uh, so they set mm-hmm. out to go and prove it to obviously get, get him out get out of, out of harm's way. Sure. So.
3: yeah.
1: Because I, I was like, where's... What are canary? Are we just getting only Batman here? And then boom, we hit the last part and it's Emmy and Dinah.
0: Yeah. It's because I had the cliffhanger. That, that's why it that, was at the end. That's, oh, no, that, yeah. that's yeah. fine.
1: I mean, had, had they not, that you know, that's cool. But I didn't notice it until I had turned the page. I was like, oh, there they are.
0: Yeah, not seeing them all issue, but no. Uh, so... No, there's a really solid issue that'll take us to Green Lanterns number 29, Sam Humphrey's writing Eduardo Pansica on art uh, this was Jessica and Simon trying to train the, well now six original Green Lanterns yeah, uh, hope burned too bright <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor, poor Janelle is uh, not no. with us anymore uh, no. but it's basically uh, to sum up this issue, it's like all of them are training because they don't want to like blow up like Janelle did yeah but none of them are actually committed to going and fighting uh, Volthoom they're all kind of wanting to do their own thing as soon as they get away and there's some fun banter between them as they, as they try to train and there's a nice little training montage where like um, uh, I think it's Kaja docs like she, she finally flies for a brief moment because like the willpower spikes the elemental one uh, Kaleen like he, he like actually grows some stuff and he's like oh willpower rising like it's, they're all kind of learning in their own way to like find their willpower um, yep yeah. And, basically, Simon, realising there's still fragments of his ring in his arm, tries to, like, do his best to, like, summon the willpower to activate them. And it triggers another Emerald Sight moment. And he basically sees what Volthoom's going to do. Like, how many... Like, the planet he's going to destroy, the people that are going to die. And he's like, right, this is going to happen. You know, piss off or come with us. Like, this is the the time. So, they fly off to, you know, the planet and it's already destroyed there's there's dead bodies floating in space it is dark as shit yeah so
1: unsettling
0: yeah you know the do
2: you know the one that really gets me yeah you know, there's all these dead bodies but there's a child's pink shoe oh
0: yeah just floating the there it's, yeah it's really dark but what I love about it is it's like okay how do you convince all these lanterns to actually devote themselves to this cause oh. and this is actually quite smart this is how you do it cuz as soon as they see this like wait this vulture guy that we met up did this Uh, And they all have different sort of like takes on it. One's like, oh, well, if he could do this here, then what if he goes to my planet next? And someone else, like, you know, the the robot dude, he's like, a, well, maybe, you know, protecting the creators, like the path to the creator. Or protecting the creation is the path to the creator. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And they all kind of unite, and it's actually just, you know, it's a great sort of build to that final page where, like, so you get all the panels of all them individually, like, sort of basically saying why they're going to, like, devote themselves now and then Jessica and Simon are like right there's one last thing we didn't tell you to recharge your ring there's an oath and it's like oh god we're going to end with them all saying it aren't we and then it turns last page oh, yeah. last page they say the whole oath and it's this full page spread of all of them together and it's like okay we're united and we've got what maybe two issues left of this I think, uh, I think so.
2: something like
0: that yeah 32 I think is his last issue so and that's a an epilogue think, kind of th- issue I think
2: 30,
0: is 33 the last issue maybe um, what what number was this? This was twenty nine. Twenty nine. Uh, no, because silly's first issue is the second half of the month, so it has to end. Ah, uh, right, number.
2: okay, okay.
0: Because when we got the solicit it was the second one in the month, so yeah, yeah. You're um, right. but no, this was a great big build. I mean, I don't actually have a whole lot to analyse with this. It's really just a build up to why are they willing to fight? Uh, and the reason was really dark and cool, and then the final page was kind of like this fist pump moment. It's like, all that's, right, we've got i heard the oath in a while nice big
2: yeah i thought it was really amusing jessica butchering the the emerald star thing
0: oh yeah the yeah. Tar. Yeah. yeah yeah
2: yeah like she, she's trying but
0: yeah she, it, she's it, not like it's,
2: yeah it's, is she
1: but it's not and and you know it's all in us but and then like, I was like wait there's stars in us this doesn't <laughs> make sense oh yeah they were like... like no it's a metaphor
0: I I I actually this is back to the, the the colorist that I really like on this book. Every few issues we get this colorist who has this very sort of more uh, shaded style that I really like in this book.
2: Yeah. See, I don't like it that much. Oh, no. I like it. I think, I like it but it's not it doesn't really fit with the book at the same time. Like it's, no. it's a weird shift away from what I expect from the book, but I like it at the same time.
0: I I, I wish the whole book looked like this. I really but do. If, if The whole book looked yeah. like it, I prefer it.
2: But yeah, it, I really like it, it. just feels
0: jarring. Uh, there was a lot of uh, Jessica's face expressions, kind of being like, dough and "Oh shit, this isn't going to work." There's a lot, lot of like agitated looks on her face. Well, that so I
2: can we talk about how you know like, early on when they're all sitting around around the Emerald Starbit, there's just like this purple like dragon dinosaur thing just in the background.
0: Yeah, like, just chilling. Yeah, but Batman's not raining, it, so it's automatically not as interesting. <laughs> That's
2: true. That's true. Yeah.
0: Oh. I, I thought this was a solid, but I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to the issue. But what it did, mm-hmm. it did really effectively. Yeah. yeah,
1: I I liked the issue. I mean, I like, I like seeing all these new lanterns and like uh, the I'm gonna butcher his name. Is it Zakran Zaran?
0: Yeah. yeah, the the Martian. Martian.
1: Yeah, I liked his whole thing and how he's I, for justice. And
0: yeah, I liked how his willpower spiked after he scared Simon. Because he yeah. he scares the shit out of Simon from popping up behind him, and then Simon like gets scared, and then you just hear the the ring go willpower rising. And he's like, really? Right. That's what does it for you.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh. So so that was that was pretty fun. I, I I do like that. I'm kind of getting a sense of all the characters. It's like, I mean, I, I'm not going to quite remember all their names yet. I've still got a list in front of me. Because I, I mean, yeah. come on, it's a lot of weird words. But uh, like I feel like I am getting a sense of all the personalities a little bit, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, me too. Um. No, it's uh, it's, it's good. That's good, yeah. Alright, that'll take us on to Nightwing number 27. Tim Seeley writing Xavier Fernandez on art. So this is... uh, So Spiral seemed to be the bad guys. That's kind of who ended last issue. And Mm -hmm. here, like Tiger and the rest of them fight Nightwing and Huntress. They have a bit of a tussle. It looks like things aren't going to go their way. They're genuinely worried. Okay, it looks like Spiral's gone dark. And they go running, but luckily Huntress hears some music, and she's like, "Right, follow the music." And their invisible helicopter that the uh, the women of Saint Hadrian's are uh, piloting uh, is there to save them. Um, I love
1: that so much. It's so just like it's f- straight from Grayson, you yeah. know, like yeah. Aria I like, Grande, I, like I believe, was
0: the uh, the track or the the artist. Aria
1: Grande, and I'm just like, where is this going, and Cause I was like, is Dick? Is this something Dick's doing? Like, and then no, it was. I, I was, it was just the glad Skull they girls. called it
2: annoying, like that yeah. annoying pop music. I was like, yeah, Ariana Grande is annoying. I no could, no I, true I, sentiments I, have been said.
0: I I I don't think I've ever heard any of her any of her tracks. I, I have no. I don't think with I've with ever you. envied you more. <laughs> <laughs> You're fortunate. No, I have no idea what she sounds like. So, I mean, could 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 be new wave, new wave electronic stuff for know. Probably not. No, it's annoying pop. Mm.
2: This was yeah.
0: accurate. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so basically, like uh, the, the, the ladies kind of explain that things have went dark and like their, their fourth members went... And uh, forgive me if I, I'm not familiar with the names because I didn't regress uh, past a couple of issues. So yes. I I will go back and read it at some point, okay? I'm not, I'm not refusing. Sure. But uh, it's okay, we're actually worried that things have went bad and they're like, okay, while they're all here, while they're regrouping, let's go back to the school. Let's go back to St. Hadrian's uh, mm-hmm. Probably my favourite thing in this book was the double page spread and it was like, each panel was labelled as a class and it was them yep. sneaking into the, the building so it was like, oh, it was gymnastics with laser avoidance and this and that and it was just all these things. Sneaking
1: with, with laser avoidance. Yeah, there was like two like, laser
0: avoidance ones, it was pretty funny. Uh, Spelunking was one of them.
2: Uh, yeah, that's the other
0: one. It was just a very creative page, it was a really fun way of like showing how hard it was to get in. Uh, with obviously Nightwing doing his narration and explaining kind of what's going through his head and and whatnot.
2: Can, can uh, we just point out one of the classes is Cyber Arachnid Smashery? Yeah, uh, that, that,
0: that's a great I, class.
1: I feel like I'd be great at that class.
0: P- punching robots to to put it in a more uh, layman's phrase. But spider-shaped robots. Sp- sorry, spider-shaped I like, robots. Yeah.
1: I like that Helena turns to him and says that. Oh look, I was you were a superhero teaching me how to be a spy. And now it's the reverse. She's a spy being taught to be a superhero. Hmm. I thought That was a nice touch. In her relation to what had happened at St. Hadrian's, because she left to go join Birds of Prey on a, on a revenge kick, you know?
0: Yeah, and And, and now Wings, she feels
1: responsible.
0: And Nate Wings feeling guilty about Giz and everything that's happened because of him. Yep. Uh, and then it was you know, a snap out of it. We need to do something about it. And... They eventually mm-hmm. get to, like, Tiger, but he, he, he like, holograms out the way. And then it's revealed at the end that he's not actually been fighting Tiger. The real Tiger's actually strapped up to, like, a, you know, a wall. He's, and, he's, he's held prisoner. And how does he greet him? I can't you remember. idiot. Uh, there you go. Uh, classic,
2: classic Tiger.
0: Uh, because
1: which, he, he says that, man, Tiger's off his game because he should have called me an idiot by now. And that was, like, the first clue that something wasn't right.
0: Yeah. Which begs the question, who is the fake tiger? Who Who's wearing the, the, the fancy mask? Well,
1: judging from from reading Grayson, that whole story built to... I forget the character's name, but it was the original Spiral founder. It had to do with Oris Boros. Oh,
3: and yeah.
1: trying to make a host out of uh, Dick or Helena. And it looks like the mission was accomplished and they made a host out of somebody... I mean, no, it's not Tiger, because Tiger's, you know, chained up, so...
0: Orosboros. Yeah. I, I just think of Resident Evil 5 when I hear that word.
1: Gotcha. I didn't even know
0: it was a Resident Evil thing. It's, just, it's the, 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 the virus in that. It's called a Roboros, and like everyone's infected okay. by it. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, what,
3: it's
0: what it because is. Because
1: it's the beginning and the end? Is that why? I,
0: I guess. Why is, it, why is it named that in the game? I have no idea what's named in that in the game. Maybe it's because they, they do expect it to be apocalyptic, so maybe. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Uh, cause, because they ran out of fancy names. I mean, I was a fan of just the T-Virus. I thought that worked quite well. Not, not very fancy, though, is it? Not very fancy. But it's to the point. It's to the point. It is. So, uh... Yeah, it was
1: a pretty good issue. I, I like the art, because it's, it's sketchy. Good. Yeah. Like, not not sketchy in the bad way, but it looks, you know, has a lot of the, the extra line on I it. I think
0: the layouts as they were getting into the uh, into skill was probably my favourite part. Uh, obviously, there was a little subplot as well. Um... Where we see defacer mouse? and oh. well that as well, but defacer and yeah. a pigeon and pigeons like slapping the phone out of her hands like you will not need that. We're here to do things. And but obviously the phone call was stallion worried about mouse because like oh we can't find her. She's maybe doing something out, uh, out of character, which then cuts very neatly to her walking into uh, Roland Desmond's club. It, you uh. know her hair's all straightened, so it's not the usual mouse like sort of little ones. Yeah, and she's like, and then this sort uh, of sleep dress, and she's there for something. And then later on, we don't get to see what, she's she's flirting with him, but we don't actually know what she's getting at. And then later on, when Pridgen and that are actually still in the statue, she's like coming up the the building, Catwoman style, with the suction pads. Again, who knows what she's doing, but she's up to something.
1: They also introduced, I think they introduced to here, that she was trained by Catwoman, which I think is hilarious, because it's Catwoman and Mouse, like, you know. It's
0: true. That's a very good point, Sylvester. That didn't even dawn on me. Yeah. Uh-uh. That's Sylvester, the uh, Tom and Jerry. That's what I was going for.
1: Tom and Jerry, and and you know, still nothing will be sadder than than the little squirrel going to Giz's grave, like, oh, sad. right? But sad. but here they rebounded that with her like taking action because we really haven't seen her do anything but play off of Giz. Hmm. You know, well, like she showed up to the meetings and. We That's
2: know it. she has a we know, we know they're all there for a reason, but we don't yeah. really see. We've not seen many of them actually do anything.
0: No, I mean, I've seen no. some of Stallion in uh, the original Nightwing stuff, because I read the second trade of that recently. Yeah. And he he pops up in that as, a, as, a, as his villain self, like doing what he was, you know, yeah. what he pre- yeah. presumably was in this continuity Edgy. doing before as well. Um, But uh, yeah, we've not really seen. And I think it's interesting that we're maybe fleshing them out a little bit, and maybe Gizzy's death will prompt a big change for her where she'll have more of an arc because uh, as a result of that. Um, but again, it's just them building the support and cast in a really cool way. like. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: and cool I've way. never been more irritated with a villain as I am with Pigeon because I don't get... Like, what, we're just going to go smash art?
0: I, yeah, I, like, feel like, I feel like she's kind of one of these hipster villains who's like, I want to be a political activist but all I'm really doing is being a graffiti... See,
2: I think there's going to be more to it and that's kind of just the front, almost. Uh, maybe, I yeah. hope
1: because I like DeFazer I like Sean a lot and I feel like part of her plan is she's going undercover with Pigeon yeah. to prove that Pigeon really hasn't changed and she has mm-hmm. So, but just like this whole
0: I hope so I'm remember, gonna the, fly up and, remember the complaint yeah. from last issue was that her decision to then go with her felt really abrupt and didn't really feel justified right. so I'm hoping it's an undercover thing but
2: I, I, I do think ultimately this this issue kind of felt like oh it's just the next chapter in the story which is fine yeah, like it was still an enjoyable read, but I don't think it had a lot of things for just on its own.
0: No, nah, it wasn't monumental. No. It was just, it was just a fun next chapter. Yeah, yeah, No, yeah. that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, it is. It, it, I, they've got to
2: happen at some point.
1: I feel like you get more out of it if you have Red Grayson with the majority of the spiral stuff here. I, I yeah, do absolutely. think
0: the uh, the the St. Hadrian's girls. Like I, I thought they were interesting. Like they had a cool look to them. Yeah,
1: they're they're one of my favorite parts of that because they. Dick's teaching there, as, like he brings up, he was the gym teacher, and they all can't get over how good looking he is, and so they end up kind of going on an adventure with him as the schoolgirls, as he's Nightwing, and they're kind of like, wow, his butt's kind of familiar. So there's that old, good old Grayson joke, <laughs> but yeah, they pop in and out of Grayson, and they're are really cool because they're all the like they're aristocrats, like their family are all well to do. Mm. But to give them purpose, they send them to the school and they learn to be like, like not quite spies, but as I said, bodyguards and, and whatnot. So it's it's a fun comic book. It's not quite a trope, but a little thing. And I think you'd enjoy it just for the schoolgirls because I know how you feel about. Well, oh, you know.
0: rephrase that a bit. Come on now.
1: Well, because like you like Cassandra Cain and Stephanie Brown. You know right, okay. they have that kind of vibe right. to them. Just, yeah.
0: just just think about how you said that for a second. I think I you know, would enjoy I did, that because you like school girls. And then, well no. I, I know. And that's why I left it there. Because just, it was just, funny I but... just I'm not Bruce I, Tim, okay? Let's not go down that path. Uh, I, I do
2: think Grayson is really underrated as a run. It is. And I think it's anyone who's reading Nightwing and didn't read it. It's well worth going back just now. It adds actually, a lot.
0: Which actually reminds me, uh, one of the editor's notes in this was uh, "be a cool kid and go read Grayson." Was one of the editor's notes.
2: Yeah, be like me look, and Connor. Go read look, there's there's a cool omnibus coming up soon, so just just uh-huh. grab yourself
0: that. Problem solved.
2: And and there are, I'm not gonna lie, there are some issues that are kind of tough, but
1: the good more than outweigh the bad.
0: Yeah, I think like you get, I think I get through like six or seven, and it was an annual around then. And I think I thought yeah. the annual was a slog, and I think I just kind of lost interest. And what, never came was the back. annual? Was that the one
2: where he goes uh, to to Gotham? I can't remember. And like really Batgirl sees him as, and and you have the butt joke, basically, where she's like, yeah. "I think I recognize that butt." I can't yeah. remember.
0: I have no idea what it was. I I I have vague. I have memories of Midnighter in the first arc, and I have memories of the girls chasing him over the rooftops of the school for one yeah. issue.
2: It's pretty great. It's fun.
0: But I, 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 um, I there's one of my stuff.
1: favorite stories that came out of one of the annuals where it's him and Superman and they're they're recounting like their first adventure together and it just, at that time, there was a dearth of good Superman stories so it really stood out Yeah. when there, and then there's another one that played with the Irish mythology of Finn McCool and I thought that was great as well. It was just, it was Sealy and King just having a lot of fun with the character and now it's, it's like I always gave a lot of the credit to the to the spy stuff with King cuz clearly his yeah. his background. But now I'm thinking oh no, Seeley's just as adept at telling spy stuff.
2: I'm I'm just waiting for Nightwing to start singing his his theme song again. That's all I'm waiting yeah. on. To to the tune of 007. Exactly. Needs to happen. <laughs>
0: that just killed. Yeah, With that said, I think we'll move on to Batwoman number six. Uh, Margaret Bennett and James in the fourth. It's his last issue, by the way. But after this, it'll be Bennett on her own, uh, and then yeah. Renato Arlum on art. Uh, which I have what? a subtitle for the story. Pax... I'm gonna say it real quick. Okay, go on.
1: Yeah. Well, it's called Pax Batman. Yeah. I like to call it Days of Future Bats.
0: Oh, very good. <laughs> well, that's very... good. Very good. Um, so, I will say first thing about the art. The art's not bad, right? But because mm-hmm. it's after Epting, and who did the last issue? Uh, who was it? I don't know. It was, know it was really pretty. We, was,
2: was Stephanie Hans the last one?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Because it's, it's just been Epting then. Um, yeah. yeah. So, given the artists we've had, this did feel like a step down, even though it's, you know, it's solid enough. It's still pretty good. I,
1: yeah. I liked it. Like It felt like... The 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 detective stuff that we got
2: early on it does think, it a little bit. So. I think most importantly, there's a, a story reason for it to look different.
0: That is true. Yeah. I mean, I I do wish Epting was back, but like I can't argue that at least it makes some sense. Uh, so this is setting a, a possible future, right? Where 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 Kate is now running colony with her second in command. Who she said calls Jason. I'm like, no, it can't be. It can't be, and then later on they actually just start calling it's, them Red Hood, and I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> and,
1: uh, How wait, dark oh, has it been that he's relevant?
0: Oh dear, it's because they bond because they're both red-colored bat characters.
3: No, no, it's both
0: I just, it, ah, yeah, you go. That was the reason. Well, um, there's
1: that too, and, and from what we get out, she's had a falling out with Batman, and we don't know what that means yet. And it's like, well, it makes sense because well, that's on, what wait a minute, does. Is like falling out
0: she's got a out up with whoever the batman is but it's made clear very early on that bruce wayne is no longer batman in fact it's made very clear right. that he's dead by a certain point right um but and do, do th- you know what i like
2: about this in in the sense that you know we oh it's a possible future yeah this kind of plays into king's batman you know where we were told mm. early on mm. at the end of the i think it was the end of the first art that bruce bruce wayne will die it's like this yeah. feels like it could still be a you know, part of that
0: story it could lead to that it could do actually um oh. So, so the Gotham's changed, like, whoever Batman is, because I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it secret just now because it reveals it later on this year, but whoever Batman is, although I did actually guess it, I want to say that my first guess was correct.
2: Well,
1: mine was, mine was not because I thought, and I, I, it still might be true, but we'll get there at the oh, end.
0: Okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, so, whoever Batman is, he has now, he's become a bit more fascist and militaristic, he's got an army of Batman who have got guns and shit, and... Uh, they have the old city and there's like Free Gotham or whatever it's called, which is like they sort of, the almost like the neutralized or the demilitarized zone that's like neutral yeah. and gets like some sort of like leeway with having people coming in and out, but there's a truce. Yeah. Like the, the colony cannot b- They can't go it. there and Free, yeah.
1: Free Gotham can't go there, but nothing can happen in Free Gotham yeah. without first permission from the rest of Gotham. So,
0: and... Yeah. So, so, so the colony ship apparently has put out some warning shots to try and draw out Batman. That's not worked. So Kate goes down, and we find out that Renee Matoya is the commissioner of Gotham, which is pretty cool. Who's also older. They uh-huh. have they have a kind of sweet moment. You know, they kind of they have a bit of a smooch and all the rest of it. Uh, but that's when we get that great shot of like you think it's Batman in the window with the silhouette but it's actually these, like, bat soldiers uh, who come, yep. t- coming in, and we get that nice big two-page layout, and then, like, you know, Matoya and Kate just beating the shit out of all these these bat soldiers yep. and whatnot. Uh, but then, Matoya does get shot, and Kate, like, has to, like, you know, so it's on the flesh, when you're going to survive, you're going to survive, and like, that's kind of the end of this year, is her picking her up and being like, Tim Drake will pay for this. And that's like, oh, shit, Tim Drake is the, is the for some reason, the evil, but unless Matt's theory, whatever it is, what, what's your theory?
1: So... As soon as I saw the Batman stuff mm. and he's been weaponized, I thought, well, who would have had a falling out with the colony, but also kind of had an admiration of Batman? And I went to that little shit,
0: Ulysses. <laughs> okay. You think he's just claiming right? to be Tim Drake?
1: I think he's claiming to be Tim Drake because right now That was his thing, he took Tim's
0: armor, oh. didn't he? Yeah, he, he
1: did. did. That's a very good point. And so in this continuity, Tim Drake's still dead as far as we know, right? So unless there's
2: a, I mean, a, a, I mean see, because it's set in the future, I assumed you can just assume they've got Tim back. Because okay, we know he's not. Right? Yeah,
0: because we're already setting up. I mean, it's not even just that we know that he's alive. We're already setting up the right. Batman knows he's alive now. So it feels kind of weird if we're going in that assumption that it may still be there. What
1: I'm just saying is that leaves room for an imposter Tim, right? To eh, to come sure. in, and not, I'm not saying that's where the detective story is heading. I want, whatsoever. It well depends I on what think they're that doing.
0: Because part of me thinks it's more interesting if it is Tim. Because then it's like, okay, why is Tim like this? What what made, what changed? What made him do this? Right, and and obviously but,
2: Tim is the he is the successor to Batman. So he is the way that but, he's taken it and then perverted it is interesting. I think. Yeah, um, it is.
1: I, but him being my favorite Robin, this really yeah,
0: killed he, me. It's supposed to upset you, man. That's the point. It's like, no, this is I, wrong. I get that. I feel it in my veins. And also, again, this here is the other Brother Eye reference. It is, yeah. yes. Brother Eye factor in here, yeah. This, this one's I. much clearer, surely. Yeah, because he, yeah, he calls just... it Brother Eye. Or whoever mentions but... it calls it Brother Eye. And it's Batman using it mm-hmm. to spy on people and whatnot. Okay. I, what I do love about this, I love the constant... Because it opens with this like flashback to Kate first seeing Batman. And a lot of talk about... What the bat symbol represents, or what it used to represent, and how it's been perverted. And like, even Bullock talks about how, oh, when that signal used to be on, even I felt like a little bit, you know, better because it was on. I felt a little bit like, okay, things might be okay. Um, it was comforted by it. Renee talks about how it used to feel better. Kate wants to, and it's funny that Kate's someone who wants to, like, save it because obviously it means something to her because she became Batwoman, but she's yeah. the one who's been a bit more loosey goosey with maybe, you know, I will use guns, I, I will be a little bit more. You know, rule breaking. She has her own interpretation of the symbol. Yeah.
2: Well, she's
1: much more of a soldier than anybody else. But, even even ten.
0: But it means you know? something to her, like to to where that symbol yeah. does actually matter. And she still kind of has a version of it on her on her suit.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and I, I think it's interesting just talking about how like I liked it from the perspective of making us care about it as a as a as a reader. They're saying, okay, this story is about someone took the symbol, of the bat, and perverted it. So now we are rooting for Kate to try and make it mean something again.
2: I think yeah. it's literally like her version of the symbol that she has on here is literally mm. broken up into segments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the idea that you got to you got to make it whole again.
0: Yeah, got to put it back together. Um, I'm curious how this affects the book as a whole though like you know because this obviously is a is a future story that probably will never actually come to pass so thematically what's this doing for the present day stuff does does this turn out to be something that's in her head you know or something like that where it yeah, reflects what she's we, going we through we got like hints of this stuff at the end of the, the, in the rebirth rebirth. Issue as we well. did yeah they teased it but like oh, but it's a future story so what does it mean but like? i
1: think that's more of a, a kate kane thing than a than a Batwoman thing. Because so I think we might see this play out more in detective than in.
0: Batman. Of course, yeah, because it ends with a big page. Like, once she says, oh, I need to make oh. Tim Drake pay, we end with that big. It's, it was kind of like Doomsday Clock, where you turn the page and then it's like, yeah. uh, Fall of the Batmen coming in detective, what was it, 969?
2: 969.
0: 969. 969. Yeah. So, obviously, this is going to be a detective story. Uh, but it makes me wonder, so what is this? I mean, it actually makes me think that. And if if it's going to be a detective story, this is like a tease that makes us think it's the future. But in detective, it's actually like a maybe like a, a virtual reality or a, a magical thing where they've all went to an alternate reality or so you know something like that, where yeah, there'll well, actually you know, be I, a reason really for it. I really
1: think we keep saying Tinian is writing, and I know it's Tynan, but I'm sticking to my guns. Tinian, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> that he writes the best X Men comics right now, and I definitely feel the influence of Days of Future Past. So I feel like maybe.
0: It's a future, but Uh, it'll fix it.
1: Yeah, so I think that this Kate comes to the past, like it is future past, but our Kate goes to the future. So, like, they they do a temporal swap, because they can't... So we get both sides of the story. Well,
0: here's what's interesting, actually. The fact that this arc seems to take place right after A Lonely Place of Living. So I think Mm -hmm. it's very interesting that this is going to take place in Detective right after Tim comes back. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, whatever Tim's went through might be the catalyst that starts to change, yeah. and maybe that's why let's say future Kate has to come back and like stop him from being what he becomes. It's because she needs to inter- intervene at that point because that's when he yeah. just went it, through it, his ordeal.
2: I think it's the idea that if this is Tim, it's whatever that that he went through, you know, while he was a, a captive, has changed right. him. Yeah. And what what affected him so much that he became
0: this? That's why I'm saying it's interesting. That it takes place right after he comes. Alternatively, back. yeah. What is he protecting
2: against? What does he know? There's oh, a, yeah. If he's doing point. this, there's yeah. a reason. It's because he think. Presumably, he thinks there's something to protect against. like, why is he keeping Gotham safe in in his vision?
0: I'm curious. Uh, I'm assuming that Batwoman goes back to a regular issue next month. I'm not sure about that though. Yeah, I think so
2: because it just yeah. says next in Batwoman Seven: Fear and Logan. So, yeah, sounds normal.
1: Yeah. As much as I enjoy Batwoman, That's I That sounds normal for Batwoman. More... fear and loathing. That's yeah, just normal
0: yeah. for Batwoman. <laughs> I think it kind of is, though, isn't it? <laughs> it is.
1: well, well, as I was saying, I, I've enjoyed Batwoman. It's been fun. It's got the emptying art, but the story was starting to lose me with Safia and, and you know, the the twins corporation that I can't remember. Uh, Kali Corp.
0: uh <laughs> I Can't remember so, it. Cali Corp.
1: Because it just... I always remember Kali Ma, Temple of Doom, and then it comes, but... <laughs>
0: of course so I liked
1: I liked this break of it because I was sick of the smugglers kind of just like I don't care that much and now it's kind of we're going back to the smugglers but it's new this was like a palate cleanser
0: well well, this is the weird thing is me and Connor have definitely been enjoying it more than you I think like we've been a lot Mm -hmm. more into the story uh, but I still enjoyed this issue because I actually like I wasn't sure how I felt about this like you know when we saw that panel back in Rebirth this year and it was oh you know, yeah future I, I... Kate's the head of the colony I'm like oh really but now that it does feel like it's going to be their days of future bats to, to use match yeah. phrase um, I'm like you know what no I'm actually digging this I'm curious as to where this goes now I
2: I, I love this issue because it was yeah. not oh, what right. I
0: expected like like
2: Matt says it kind of was a pack so I was enjoying that stuff anyway but this was so different but
0: it, and it worked so well as just a single contained issue. Do you know what I think worked about it so well for me is it so often when you get these weird future stories or your alternate realities, it feels so different. But I think what grounded this and made it feel like it had the heart for me as a Batman you know, family fan is all that talk about the symbol used to mean this. It's the idea that someone cares that it's not the right way. Like, See, even stuff yeah. like... Kate and Renee having their relationship yeah. you know like that's that's what makes it feel real yeah it's the hearts there because I, th- I think my big problem when they do these alternate things or when you make Captain America the Nazi and it feels like for shock value you can't really feel the, the true story coming through yet whereas here right from the get go I'm like okay no the bat meant something and the characters care that it's being perverted they care that something's yeah. wrong and they want to fix it right. Like, and because it puts them in the key, same side as me yeah. as a reader
1: well, yeah, and, and the problem with with, it, with Captain America is Captain America kind of means the same thing to everybody, but the symbol of the bat means something different to each member of the bat family, hmm. you know? So to Jason, it means completely something else, and maybe that's why he's teamed with her to try to take it back.
0: Yeah, and and even as bad as... Uh, t- I mean, Tim's got an army, and that feels wrong, and certainly the, the, yeah. the condition Gotham's in feels bad. Still not quite a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, he's definitely a fascist, though, with Jack Boudin. It does feel
0: fascisty, but. Oh, sure. Yeah. But, but we haven't but seen him round in one Not yet. We'll see how it goes. I said, yeah, we don't know where this story's going. We don't, we don't, we no. don't but at least. But,
1: but also, keep your eyes peeled for Ulysses. I'm, I'm calling it now, as we record. What what episode is this, Pete? 65. 60... 65. So, Congressman Multiverse 65. If Ulysses shows up. You can call back
3: here.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, well, obviously we we all like that issue a lot. So uh, yep. d- good stuff. Good good stuff. Um, that'll take us on to Super Sons number seven. Peter J. writing, Jorge Jimenez on art. So this is the second part of this two part uh, sort of Teen Titans story. Uh, I think the last issue I think we incorrectly, or at least I incorrectly thought all of them had aged at the end, but it was just Robin. Uh, yeah. Or did we correct that on the issue? I can't remember. A, i'm a, sure we brought it up
2: in
0: it yeah maybe that was a conversation point at the time i can't remember but We're at least a in my month ago. Can't remember yeah and my in my memory i think i remembered them all going old so when it was like oh it's just robin okay it's just it's just damien right fine um i, mean, I mainly remember damien
1: becoming his true self yeah that's how
0: i thought it. oh my i was like, the comedy at the start of this issue with uh, like okay we need to go and do something with the villains and get damien's youth back where is he he's in the toilet, he's old, and then he comes out, he's like, right, it's time to go, and then he walks, and it's just a great page, which is just this eight-panel layout, and he just walks back, and he's like, not a word, John, not a word.
1: Not a word. This was such, also, him and every two steps they take forward, John and Damien, they regress another four. (laughs) Because John gets to prove himself with the Titans, and the Titans are like, we like having him around.
0: Yeah, like,
1: he's a good kid like it's he's not damien
0: is it's a then, Aqualad being like a we, we get as one of those super boys like when he sees him use the heat vision he's like yeah. we, need, we need one of these guys this is a good that's a good yeah let's have one
1: and and i feel like damien takes that to heart and so he becomes even a bigger jerk to John oh, yeah.
0: by the end, because see, see, the because obviously it lets him come because as he says he's too old to care, and then there's that fun joke where he's like Titans. No, no, I'm still the team leader. I'll say Titans together. He's like Titans, yeah. and then he's like he gets confused because he's old, and John's like together. Yeah. yeah. So it's
1: just
0: like, stuff. He's but clearly. It, it's at the end. Like, after everything's happened and everyone's complimenting him, like uh, you know Starfire, like you know yeah. squeezes his cheek and he's like, Oh he's yeah. adorable and he's he's really useful in a fight. Um, and he's like he's all he's all blushing, and then Ravens like, oh no, you're welcome to the Teen Titans any time. You're you good at what you do, blah blah blah. Yeah. And he that nice big panel where his eyes are just like sparkling because he's like just wide eyes. He's just he's, he's amazed that he's getting all these compliments. Yeah. And then Damien just has to butt in and go, her father's like an evil demon god, just so you know.
1: Yeah, he's a a, a satanic demigod. Yeah, that,
0: that's what it was. Yeah, that was the that was the line. Yeah. But it is they cracked me up uh-huh. so it was just him. But I like that the villain of this. Turned out to basically be like Rita Repulses, like clay monster guy. Yeah, is it? Yeah, the, the, it. yeah the, the villains were all made out of like clay because a version of him from another universe opened a portal. Multiverse. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, really big and wacky. But I actually it was fun enough and stupid enough that I, I kind of liked it.
1: Yeah, well, and they were clay villains, so like when they got soaked in water, they started yeah. to decompose. Simple enough. And mm. and I and I said this to you guys uh, in a in a private chat, but like. Starfire and Superboy,
0: yeah. I
1: love their dynamic. And oh, the fist bump! I want him. Yeah. Yeah, the fist bump. I want him to have a schoolboy crush on her, and oh, i just sure have to does. do the. Yeah, like like the older babysitter, just kind of like. Or maybe actually, oh, I that's
0: him. cute. Just going from the art, yeah. I can maybe see him having a crush on yeah. Raven more because she's a bit closer to his age. You know, she's yeah. still older. She's still the older person, but whereas yeah. whereas Starfire feels like she's like more of an adult now, whereas Raven's still a teenager, like still a kid. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's why I liked it because he would, you know, <laughs> he's Superboy. He can do all this stuff. But he's not going to crack that because he's Superboy and she's an adult. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. I get it. I get it. It, was just, it was sweet. I, I think I just like the idea of him having a crush on Raven because Raven's so dark and, like, broody. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's almost like he has a crush on, like, a Lady Batman almost kind of idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, yeah. So, I don't know. His yeah. uh, 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 dynamic
1: with spot, the Titans, it? I appreciated. You know, like... <laughs> I, don't, I don't think <laughs> there's Boy had said something about him, yeah, too. I, I don't nice. think
0: there's a single line of dialogue in this issue that didn't make me smile.
2: Yeah. Right, and, and it makes you go, what the hell happened to Tomasi on those last issues of Superman?
0: Mm, I don't know.
2: Because <laughs> uh-huh. he pulls out this, and it's fantastic. Is it, is it, yeah, Gleason? is it, was...
0: it it's Gleason's fault? Tomasi on his own. He's <laughs> flying high. Gleason though, he's yeah, dragging he, him
3: down.
1: Uh, it's hard. wasn't the right place for the Superman issues, but the it execution was. was severely
2: lacking. Right, so... right. But, but like piece said here, like, it was the dialogue that was great. Yeah. And that yeah. was the problem with those Superman issues. So it's just, exactly. it's just strange.
0: Yeah. It, is, it is a bit strange. I, I don't know. I mean I, mean, I mean, I was just joking about Gleason dragging him down, but maybe in that case, oh. Gleason was the one who was more for all this you know textbook stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. It's- I just want to say I,
2: I love the names of this. Art. So this art was called "Planet of the Capes," and then yeah. next is a "Cape Shall Not Kill Cape."
1: Yeah.
2: I was like, oh, that's re- that's really great."
1: Well, and we get the whole so that that magician.
0: I'm sorry, the magician. You know, I I'm trying I to focus,
1: but Pete's dying. I, I just
0: and... I, I wanted to say that I never noticed. I noticed the title of the end for the next one. I never noticed yeah. the, the title of this one. Oh, right, continue. i <laughs> choked up. so this this has me hard
1: my ask me hard (laughs) this magician gets this magic clay and without like hesitation decides to sculpt these villains and i was just like well (laughs) that's pretty trusting for you to be just a stage magician and then it looks like there's more at play going on here towards the end
0: yeah because another hole opens up titans leave it's just the kids on their own afterwards and you know again some more fun banter damien's like oh, i'm going to send this back to my lab and he's like you mean batman's lab i use it more than he does now <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's my lab oh. oh it's good stuff uh but th- this portal opens up behind him and something's coming out and yeah. Cl- yeah. you know end of the book see see it next month but uh, this was a super fun issue like i actually as much like part of me almost just wants like this to turn into a teen titans book and just have.
2: I, ju- I want John to just join the Titans. Yeah.
0: Both. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Give us both. Why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But at least they've established that they they all know him now. So I mean, the, now the precedent's there that maybe we'll guest star in Teen Titans from time to time if they mm-hmm. want the extra He's hand. Hoping. So they're like, oh,
2: we'll bring, bring in some heavies.
0: Yeah, bring in the heavy. Bring in the kid who's much younger than all of us, but is much stronger and has more powers. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Oh, which reminds me of all the stuff at the start where he was pretending that he's not Superboy and they're like, please, your your secret identity is more obvious than mine and I'm green. That's what that's the one. Oh jeez. jeez. Um but yeah, that was good fun. And then when they're yes. trying to convince him to come with them, like Raven like psychically makes them see Superman, like telling yeah. them to, you know, go be a good person. It was good stuff. Be a good person, yeah. John. Alright, that'll take us on to Aquaman number 27, Dan Abnett writing and Cedric Cedric's on art I'm not going to say his first name because I have no idea how to pronounce it I um, would like to see you try though would have uh, loved to
1: you, see you try you,
0: you, oh, maybe one day Matt maybe once I'll get, I'll, I'll get brave enough um, but this was so, so basically the, the guy who's writing the, the, the names try down there like crushing his, his henchmen cadaver who uses his magic they've got aquaman sort of like locked up in like these viney things and they're like right admit that you're aquaman admit that you're arthur because we want yeah. to like you know negotiate with uh what's his name Roth, wrath wrath uh the new king we want to negotiate and get whatever we want because we'll have you and that's like the ultimate bargaining ship and to try and convince them they've got dolphin in like this tank with this giant sea monster uh so they're basically you know threatening her to make him talk Great design of that monster. Yeah, it it's really cool. Um, an Aquaman. What does it look cool... like? A giant Describe piranha.
2: It? Okay, well,
0: it's not with that cool. With ma- ma- massive teeth. Yeah, so that think piranha from the Piranha movie, but like okay. the size of a whale. All
1: right, so it's like a paku but with anglerfish teeth. Gotcha.
2: Chill.
0: Sure. Yeah. Marine right.
1: biology guys, get on my get on my level.
0: Um. So. It's a DC podcast. Damn it, Matt. Yeah. Hey, we got shot in okay. a, a review earlier for not knowing what a decaliter was, so, you know, whatever. Yeah,
1: well, I grew up, <laughs> up idolising Matt Hooper from Jaws, so you get what you get. Oh, right. to be fair,
0: like, we kind of got it from context. Like, we know deca means, te- like, ten, so you just, <laughs> I just, love
2: that this is the go-back to All right. I just... I don't know. He really wants to defend himself from this. He, he goes, That,
0: that probably not watching No one this. says a decaliter. You just say ten liters. It's easy. Like, am going start
2: saying, give me a decaliter 10, or whatever. Ten liters is, is, is just as quick as a decaliter. Yes. It
1: that's just how many. That's how many gallons. That's four liters to a gallon. That's what two and a half gallons.
0: Aye. Um. So, <laughs> so Aquaman. So basically, what he does. Uh, obviously, Aquaman has his uh fish talky telepathy power. That's the technical term. Look it up. <laughs> um, and he actually controls oh. the 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 big fish monster to leave her alone, which. So he doesn't admit who he is, but of course they know he has that power, so it's like, ah, you've admitted it without speaking, and they're, they're going to, and he's like, oh, you want to see real power, and then he makes the fish break th- through the tank and come after them. It's a great big moment, and then like, him and Dolphin uh, swim off, and like, like, what's his name? Cadaver. He's chasing them, and he's like, hey, all these soldiers are chasing us, uh, do you want to do that whole, you know, you know, shining thing, then you know, the Biolumines- bioluminescence, bioluminescence, like that, that whole thing. She's kind of and she can't speak, of course. She's and it's a great panel actually because it just kind of shows her shrugging and be like, mm, you know, like, right,
2: no, not really,
0: yeah. And it's basically okay, it needs to recharge, okay. We've learned that now. Um, so now it's, it's just it's just fun stuff. And then there's a lot of things going on here in this issue because you've got that, you've got Volko who's now with uh. What was her name? Undine, who is one of the the widowhood. Who's the, but she's like a estranged member because she gets thrown out for being uh, violent. But it was a, a little fun bit where like a guard tries to capture them because Volko's on the run, and she like has this great panel where she like takes her guns and like kills them, and she's got this smirk in her face. So like, good. Given that yeah, I, don't, yeah. I have no idea who this woman is, but in one page or two pages, I've got like a personality down.
2: And and, and after she kills that guy, Volko's like, "You're you're a widowhood sister." She's like former. Yeah. disgraced
0: <laughs> yeah it's like they don't kill why do you think I'm disgraced <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a good good banner um, so you've got that you've also got Mira, who was trying to get into the you know the thorn dome that's around Atlantis right now last issue and she realised she couldn't so she actually goes to Titan's Tower and we see the Titans and she's there to see Garth and I actually think this is really neat I don't know if they intended this but in the last issue of Titans, they brought up that he has this magic power that he trained with the silent school mm-hmm. and he actually has some of this power and she's like, Garth, I need you to use your power to get me in. Only magic can do it. Like Even Superman couldn't break through this because it's it's magical. It needs to I, be a magic. I love that magic. it feels like a big deal
2: because, I mean, it feels like it's a big ask anyway but it doesn't feel like it here but with the context from Titans where he was just like, I'm never using that again.
0: Yeah, it works really nicely between the two books if you're reading both. Yeah. So that's, that's really cool. Which makes some sense because uh, I'm next writing boss. So uh, some neat yeah. synergy there. But it, it, it works really well because when, when you went there and by the way, seeing Cedric draw the Titans when we usually see Booth do it is like cruel. Oh
2: man, I know. And it's got this, like because it's above ground, it's got this yellow sunlight glow instead yeah. of the blue below Atlantis and it's just gorgeous. It's really nice.
0: But yeah, you get that this is a big ask. Um, and then, meanwhile, at the end of the book, we find out that the, the widowhood have this uh, plan. Like, they want like Arthur and everyone to take out Wrath, uh, and then they want to appoint a new leader because they still don't think that Aquaman is suitable to lead.
2: Yeah, they basically think they'll kill each other.
0: Yeah, mutual assured destruction is basically what they're hoping for. And they actually want to put Mira in charge. So that's the, that's the the person they should put. So it seems like whenever we wrap this up, that we may. I mean, unless they swerve us, but that seems to be what they want to do, at least at this point. Yeah, so. definitely. It'd be interesting. No, I, I, I I'm really digging the Aquaman arc. I have to say, like, um, yeah, it's really good. I'm, I'm loving. Like, I feel like one of the big things that I praised when I talked about the issues last month was that I feel like it's really building a supporting cast now, and I feel like those characters, like Undine, Dolphin, I feel like these people are characters. I know people who are in Atlantis now and living the, the the city, you know, right, and, as characters.
2: It, I feel like we, we. Get a sense of the city. Like, obviously, yeah. we've seen the ninth stuff now. We, we're kind of getting used to that. That crime Boss we get, Leader
0: guy, you know. Right. Uh, we're we're used to Crush. seeing
2: the throne level, throne level stuff, but we see like the fifth level stuff with the Volco.
0: Yeah, like, we're getting a sense of the world now. It's actually building everything beyond just the oh, it exists underneath us, but we never actually go down there and really visit it. Yeah, and I like that. It's giving it a really unique set. and I'm, I'm liking what it's building up. I like that. Mira on the outside is going to others for help. She's going to other Atlantean characters. It makes sense that Garth should, you know, uh, cameo from time to time. It wouldn't surprise me if we get uh, Jackson from Teen Titans at some point as well. Maybe Mira might train him because he needs help with these okay. his water powers.
1: His mom's from Zebel and so is yeah? Mira, so yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, they can have a nice little... We need an Aqua family book now. There we got mm-hmm. we got two Aqua lads. we got Aquaman and Mira. We have... Uh, uh, dolphin, like we got a whole, whole, whole squad of them now. Why,
1: why I love DC is the legacies there, like Aquaforce, we'll call it. Aqua Force Five.
0: <laughs> we'll go, uh, we'll call it. Uh, I'm trying to think of a pun with H2O in it. H2O. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, no, Aquaman's. Uh, Really good though. Uh, obviously the art is 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 gorgeous. The expressions, the just the the detail. The, the I've never been so happy to see things underwater. Well, uh, than I have been with Cedric doing it. It's a strange sentence. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on now. I do, yeah. I, I, I think I was just like you know Aquaman art looks so similar for a long time uh, that I really appreciate this has a different look to it. It's kind of like having Green Lanterns. I was kind of sick of that just that bright green all the time. That when there's a different colorist on it, I'm like, yeah, this is different. I like this. Uh, yeah. Obviously, this has the benefit of being more consistent because it's a monthly book, so he's been on all the issues so far. Uh, yeah. And I really hope he stays beyond this arc. I hope this is a permanent thing for a while.
2: I, I really hope so, because it'll feel like a step down if we move back. To it will. It unless he get some
0: other superstar who's really good and unique. Yeah, but if
2: we move back to whoever it was before, it will feel like a step down.
0: It will, yeah.
2: And it, it's not that they were bad. Like, no, it, it wasn't, The arc no. was
0: not bad before, but...
1: What if he is your breath boot on recommend next?
0: Well, depends. Does that mean we I get I it depends. be I on Titans?
1: Uh maybe.
0: Cause I I, I could make that. Sacri- I mean, it depends. If if the writing's still good in Aquaman, it'd be a shame because you would have shitty art with with the good writing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, that's that's Aquaman. It's good stuff. I recommend uh, jumping onto this arc at the very least if you haven't. Um. All right. So for some reason, Matt is continuing with Justice League for this arc even though it's against his best interest. So, issue 27, Brian Hitch writing, uh, Fernanda uh, Pascarin on art. Matt?
1: Pascarin.
0: Pascarin. There got you gotcha. Well, well, I got you. Go on, then. What What? What happened? What so, shenanigans more, took place? More importantly, why did you still
2: read this issue when you didn't like the last one? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, it's see,
0: I, I seem to recall a very negative uh, sentiment from last last yeah, issue. Yeah?
2: Because I'm, I'm in deep.
1: It's not continuity. It's it's alternate versions of characters and, um, and, and alternate
2: versions are the easiest things to ignore because they don't matter. No, not for me.
1: That's why I love this stuff. Hunter Prince looks enough like Connor Kent that you know. Who? Huh? That's what I need. Don't who me. Tim knows who Connor Kent is. Y'all hit up Tim on Twitter. He'll tell you the truth. God, now I sound like conspiracy theorist. <laughs> this is not helping. <laughs> Anyways, so. We get to see the kids of the Justice League hang out with the Justice League, and we get their story that in the future, you know, they they grow up together. And F- Flash gets busy with Jessica because they pair off, and they have three of those kids are theirs.
0: You have the right, two Lantern okay. twins.
1: Yeah, and you have uh, who they call Cruz, which is a nice send up to her mom, but she's also Flash, like her dad. And the twins end up having, like, they're born with Lantern powers. And they can access any of the emotions at any time. So they're kind of like a living white lantern, but they can't use them all at one time. They
2: basically whatever for, emotion for, they're feeling for at reasons. The time, I take it.
1: Well, yeah. So whatever whatever emotion they're feeling at the time, that's what they can use. So if they're really upset, then boom, it's rage. But Cruz gets her dad's powers, and you know she's really one of the only well-defined characters that we get here. But we get. Uh, Cyborg's son, who was basically just a a patch of his own cells, kind of almost like a clone kid, yeah. you know, and that he shows he he downloaded all this information and he hooks in with Cyborg to share it exactly what had happened. But yeah, the kids grew up. The they were, would hang out in the Watchtower and you know watch their parents be superheroes, but then there's this massive war that ends up, you know, causing the disappearance of the Justice League. So now these kids have to come of age without their parents. And uh, Serenity, who's the daughter of Mira and Aquaman, takes the throne of Atlantis, and they, they bring on. And that's kind of Atlantis backs up these Justice League kids. We find out from Hunter that his mom abandoned him because he was born a boy. He wasn't an Amazonian. And it again does not gel with anything from Wonder Woman of anything that I've read of any stories, you know? No, it does not. And but you find out that the reason he wears Superman's cape is Superman and Lois raised him alongside John. And you get that there's a little bit of a rivalry with John and Damien, which I kinda wanna see this trinity now, of the two older boys picking on the younger one. Cause you know, John went through it with Damien and Superman would make them take this kid, Hunter, as a tag-along. And they always kind of resented it. And he has super bad issues with his mom, but really respects Superman for taking him in. He's like, you're the closest thing to a parent I ever had. And does that glance at Wonder Woman, just like a hard, like, you messed up. (laughs) And he's very aggro about everything. And Wonder Woman is like, she keeps pulling away from everybody. You can tell it's affecting her, but it's again, it's just so off. But you get to see them kinda of bonding with their parents and even Mira's like, wait, me and Arthur had a daughter, and she's like, Well yeah, and I, I strive to be like you, mom. Like you raised me.
0: And what's her what's our hero name? Is it Aquilas? No, it's Serenity. She just goes by her name. Alright. Oh, no. Which it's kind yeah. of
2: boring.
1: Yeah, right? But she's the queen of Atlantis. That's kinda I guess her superhero name. And we get Batman, and the Kindred come back up, which I had to be reminded of from that stupid first arc that I really didn't like.
0: Oh, was that all the people? All, all the people made those big people. Like it was all these people. Yeah, that got the people married. made the people. Yeah. all, all yeah. the people made the big people. that's, yeah. that's yeah. what we boiled that first arc down to. That's what it was. Yeah. It was like these and four so, big elemental-looking beings, but it were just made up of people that have sucked into their body.
3: So
1: Batman's not there, and because he, he's investigating this stupid finch story finch hitch i wish <laughs> the name's confused <laughs> they're both Brian's though right it's brian hitch no, david finch david finch wow i'm way off this is how bad this book messed with me
2: <laughs> so Don't tell me you're not reading the next one
1: no i'm out because we get the the aquaman hybrid of cyborg come through a temporal jump and just annihilates batman he doesn't even see it coming and then he stands over Batman triumphantly. Is just like, well, these kids aren't going to know what hit him, basically. And I feel like what Connor said, these are alternate versions and they don't matter. With him leaving, with Hitch leaving, this is all going to be for nothing, I guess.
3: Yeah, it's Although, never going to be seen again.
1: No, but if, if they ever wanted to touch on these characters, there's a lot to go off of. Like, hmm. Hunter Prince, that's a really interesting story. And I want to get into... I am interested in why one Woman would abandon him.
0: Let's just, you know, just hope that whoever's replacing Hitch makes Justice League yeah. a, a must-read book. That is the hope, right? Yeah, or at least a readable book. <laughs> a readable yeah. book would be good, well, yes. I'll take you know, that we know, first.
1: We know Sam Humphreys is leaving. Uh, and we know that he's leaving Green Lanterns for a dream project, and we I, don't know what th- that yeah,
0: is. That was a tweet. Uh, that's a good thinking to bring up, actually. Yeah. This week he tweeted that the only reason why he's leaving Green Lanterns is because DC offered him... A book that is a dream project, and he specifically pointed out that one character in the book was a dream to to write. Uh, now that implies a team book, and he's excited about one member uh-huh. of that team. However, I actually, as much as Justice League makes a lot of sense, I don't think it is because he also tweeted out that he's saying goodbye to uh, Simon and Jessica, and to me that sounds like he's not rating Justice League yeah. because that would you know, he'd still be able to rate them. Unless so,
2: they're taking them off the Justice League.
0: Uh, unless they're doing that. So, which is oh, why yeah. I'm thinking he may end up on Legion or maybe JSA or someone like that, where, you know, maybe he's a big fan of Stargirl. Yeah.
1: What? <laughs> what if he's just writing Green Lantern Core now and <laughs> And he just, he really wants to write Kilowog?
0: <laughs> well, if that means Vendetta's off, I'll maybe jump onto the book, but I'm not... Yeah. Well, I mean, I say that as a oh. joke, because he's, he's already written Kilowog, right? Like... So, has to be someone
1: that we haven't seen him play with as of yet.
2: But
0: that's why I'm thinking it's a team book, and I'm thinking it's one of something like the GSA or Legion, where it's a lot of like B and C characters, where it just delivers one of
2: them. I'm all for that because obviously there was that thing this week of um, Hickman met with Jim Lee for lunch. Oh God! And everyone's been speculating, and the two biggest speculations are Legion and New Gods. Yes, and. I hate all of this because I would want to read both of those books, but no. but I don't want to read anything with Hickman.
1: I don't want his super denseness in my Legion. Get that out.
2: I don't want it's his fine. super denseness at DC.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now, that being said, his New Warriors early on was super good and it wasn't as dense. It was straight up superhero stuff. So I... maybe he's tired of telling the sci-fi epics if
2: that's mm. the case. He's doing like four of them at Image at the minute, isn't cool.
0: he? Yeah. yeah so get it out of, of your system. I go like Higman is frustrating because like I think he has really good first issues like I love the first yeah. issue of Manhattan Projects and I read the rest of the first trade and hated the rest of it and I'm like okay what happened there I love that east to
1: west I got eight issues in the east to west before I was like nah man and I traded all those in it was just for it was, store credit
0: it's the same with those Avengers right I really liked the first issue and then it got really yeah. shaky immediately after that for me and uh-huh. it had moments of okayness like infinity was not. i actually read a lot of that run for some reason i felt intent yeah. intent on uh, i i read one issue and then backed out it just i like when he
1: made thor their main negotiator in that image that's cool like i i like hickman's ideas i don't like his execution maybe i mean Is admittedly
0: it, with avengers like he was pulling so many weird marvel characters out that i didn't know who they were maybe yeah. with dc it would work better because i actually have an understanding of a lot more characters but
1: Pete you, just, Pete, you just spoke to my heart. If he wants to pull out obscure DC characters, i do it, man. Just, oh, he
0: will. He'll pull out some very weird
1: want. I don't want a Legion book that gets bogged down in time travel. Mm. Like, but that, that's my that's problem. Like, what, what, what
2: can he go... The thing is, if, if he's going to come over, it's going to be something big enough that they're going to go, right, we're going to give you this. And the problem is, for me, anything that is big enough like that
0: I don't want to see him on because I'd rather it, read it. It's that, it's the, already... the thing is, though, Connor, is that a lot of people would like to see him on something like that. Yeah, well, they'd yeah, be no,
1: wrong. We're, we're being selfish right we, now. We,
0: but... we, we just all happen to be people who don't like his style, so we, we are like, no, please no.
1: He writes, though, God is Dead, right? Like, that's his book, too? I, I think,
0: think so. Yeah. And, and
1: it plays with all the mythologies and whatnot. Like, maybe if he... like, Because we, we all hear... We know Lemire's doing, you know, the Terrifics, right? Yeah. Like, the... Like, what if what if he goes to Hawkman and he plays around with time travel and and reincarnation and some stuff there and it's more akin to God is Dead than... Well, Lemire
0: sci-fi. implied he was doing a Hawkman ongoing. I know, but, like,
1: what, what... I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> I, um, I mean, the funny thing <laughs> is, is,
0: like, this is kind of like the two rumored books that he might be doing. I'm kind of okay with because, as well, much as I would try both of them and I would like to enjoy them, they're not as close to me as other stuff. Like, I will, ha- I, I would happily trade both those books in to writers I don't like to get a good writer on a GSA. If he writes on GSA, I quit the podcast. That's it. I'm done. He's 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 lying. People, he won't. But um, it it is like. You know, like, I, I've never, like, I've not, I'm not attached to Legion yet, so if, if he's on Legion and I don't like it, you know, I can live with that. Uh, new Gods can be great, but if, you know, like, you know, like, it's kind of separate from the rest of the DCU for the most part. I feel that's too his brand, and that's too, you know what I mean? On the nose? like,
1: Yeah,
2: like... I can see it. But is that how they tempt him over? It's like, hey, just come
1: yeah. and
0: do one of your image stories at DC?
1: Or just, yeah. hey, what do you want to do at DC?
2: And then um, give him some options based off of that.
0: Hey, if, know. who, who knows, though? Maybe it's not even a DC... Th- maybe it's like no. a Vertigo book or a Look, something else He's
2: hoping it's nothing. They're both, you know, like big image like, think, people.
1: Well, you think that Warren Ellis would let him play in, in The Wild Storm? Like, uh, that's maybe. right up his oh, alley. I'll do it. I've got no interest in that. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're, we're, we're tangenting. Let's, we we,
0: let's we are. Stuff. Uh, this is, this is uh, Connor's fault for bringing up the stupid dinner.
2: Seem topical.
1: Well, it's uh, my fault for bringing up Justice League, and I apologize. Uh,
2: uh,
0: as, uh, but as your fault. Al- yeah.
1: Outside hundred prints and Cruz, who, uh, her name I forgot to mention is Nora Allen. Like he named her straight up after mom. Okay. So, cool. yeah, like those two characters, I would love to see pop up in anything. but um, I also, that's my love of impulse and Connor Kent. So hey, what do you want?
0: Alright, well, let's wrap up there. Well, not quite wrap up, but the last book, uh, which is just Connor, is the digital first series, which I, I doubt will be something that will be done, covered regularly, but just out of interest to see what it's like. Connor checked out issue one of Gotham City Garage. Uh, Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing writing and Brian Ching on art, although Ching better get back to Supergirl uh, soon. I miss him on there. I, I dislike the art in re- the recent issue, but Ching was great. So Anyway, uh, Connor, uh, this is uh, basically... Uh, Road warrior, Judge Dredd-esque Gotham City with superheroes on motorbikes and shit. So, w- w- yeah, it's interesting.
2: On. There's barely any motorbikes in this first issue.
0: What? False advertising. Yeah, they're, I'm they're outraged. We
2: up right at the end. We we begin with setting up who Kara Gordon is,
0: and we're set in the garden, which is. Oh, hold on! Don't gloss over that. Kara Gordon. Explain that. Yeah. That no, name. no,
2: no, I'm getting to All that. Right,
0: okay. I'm getting into that.
2: It plays into it. But the garden—it's—it's it's the last city on Earth. It's—it's uh, it's run by Luther. I'm pretty sure it says that, and it's like, um, but it's patrolled by Batman, Batman. robotic Batman. So kind of similar to what we just saw in Batwoman, really. Very, very similar. To that actually, feeling-wise, it's that sort of fascist dystopia. dystopia yeah. Yeah. And, um, but the, the people are strange, like they can kind of be hacked like the, the actual people cause Kara goes around, you know, like this guy, he kind of just seems broken. He just kind of stops in the street and he's kind of stuttering and it's doing like sounds and stuff like he's a machine and Kara kind of fixes him. And this is on her way home from a job. She's a, a technician is, is a job and she gets back and she, you know, she's like, Oh, Hey dad. And it's, it's Gordon. Obviously, like this is it. So Commissioner Gordon's our like, dad, and he's like, he's doing this kind of zzz, sounds as well. Like it's it's really kind of strange. It's like what's going on, and he he seems injured, and he's like, whatever you just did, they noticed, they, they've seen what you can do, and they're on to you. And he, she's, like, he's like, he he goes, you've got to run because this dome city that they're in, it's projecting red sunlight. So everything inside is 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 this red red sunlight, and he, she goes, "You've just got to go, get out, go to the sun, and you'll be fine." And then, in through the window, jumps Batman, actual Batman, not a robot. Hmm. Yeah, and it's it's got a pretty cool design, you know. It's it's one of those with the, the the trench coat and, but he's got a gun and stuff. It's obviously like this, it's this weird version, but it, it looks cool. And um so she runs off and she gets out and she smashes out the dome and and she's flying. And she kinda of realizes that, that she can fly and what well she is, and she, she kinda of crashes down. And this is when we finally get the first bikers that show up. We see Silver Banshee, Big Barda, Harley Quinn, and Catwoman all roll up on the bikes.
0: So and so she gets out of the city, so she's in like the wasteland. It's it's almost like so, Judge yeah. Dredd and it's like, you know, out in the city one.
1: So we said when this was previewed, like when when we heard
0: yeah. about it, right? Is it, even uh, just from this description, the idea—it's like a Mega City One type thing, and then yeah, they get outside and it's like the what? what did kind they call it child? in Judge Dread? I can't remember.
1: It was the Waste. Right? It was the Waste? <sighs> or no, it wasn't No Man's Land. I haven't no watched Dread. That movie's fantastic, but I've only seen it once.
0: I, f- I feel like it was um, I don't know it was something like maybe maybe I'm confused with another movie or another series, but I I I feel like it was something like. The the empty or something like that. Like there was a word for it. They they called it wasn't, you know, the obvious thing. And when I when I
1: said Judge Dredd, I meant dread with Carl Urban, yeah, not ju- I'm sure. Stallone. I I'm I, I want to clarify to people.
3: I, I,
2: that's right. the thing I is, am I'm the
3: just... law. Law I am the law. Sorry, I'm, Connor. I'm, I'm sorry.
1: Done. I'm sorry, Connor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but no, basically like that's it. They, they show up at the end and they they kind of she she feels hope for the first time is the idea that you know she's she's free and there's these people who who are out here who do what they want and obviously they've all got the some cool designs but you can I think they're based on the, the statues anyway so you can kind of go see those Harley's has got the uh, she's got a little sidecar and it's got a, her her pet hyenas in the sidecar. Now,
0: does Harley have oh, a Harley?
2: Yeah, it looks like it could be one.
0: Okay. <laughs> to be then, fair, I, I they're, would, they're
2: all these big muscle bikes. so I, I mean, I would not really
0: know know a Harley for another bike anyway. But I just I, I wanted to say they, that, they
2: oh, are all these big much. muscle bikes with the big handlebars, so it could very well be a Harley. Yeah. Yeah. But um, cool. I'm I'm kind of like it's it's mostly just set up as just establishing this world. Like, what is this city? Do, you know, who is Kara? Do
0: you know I kind of want? I want this is like the the Mad Max Judge Dredd like DC Universe I don't want another version of this but it's the Teen Titans and it's like John and Damien but it's like Turbo Kid where it's like Mad Max but with bikes instead like you know regular bicycles set in
1: 1997
0: yeah set in 1997 and the distant post-apocalyptic wasteland
1: so so I did some research in was it Cursed Earth Cursed Earth
0: there you go Cursed Earth there you go I knew there was a name yeah yeah yeah. alright but, it's important but no, it,
2: it's really cool. Just like the imagery, like early on, she dreams of this. It just says, you know, she dreams of her and there's headlights and it looks like a silhouette of Wonder Woman kind of oh, thing. Oh, interesting. There's, there's all these things that it's poking at. And like, it's just like, I really want to know. I want to know what's going on with these citizens, like why they were like robotic. And it says, like they actually call it a citizen malfunction when this guy kind of shuts down.
0: So it feels like the people inside the city aren't actually really people.
2: Yeah, but right. at the same time, they kind of are like... Like, Gordon cares for her. He's like, no, go. Get to the maybe, sun, you'll be
0: maybe safe. Maybe by law they've all been uploaded to robots and they've like done away with physical flesh, but people who are free in the outside are all still real people. That's what I'm getting from it, just from what you're saying. Maybe.
2: maybe. Also, it was the gardeners that turned her in when uh, when she saved that guy.
0: as gardener, as in as in guy of guy?
2: I, I assume so. Okay. So what, is so, Pete
1: writing this? We have We have... Kara Gordon, the
2: gardeners
0: as villains? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't even have Guy Gardner as a villain. Oh, that, that, that hurts me. When <laughs> city,
2: he does have the uh, you know the bike from from Dark Knight. Oh, okay. He does have that? Oh. Well, I mean, it looks very similar to that. If it's not that,
0: Guy Ga- Gay Gardner's basically like if you're if you're doing like the Survivor Series match in a wrestling event, right? And you need five mm-hmm. team members. He's the fifth member because you need a fifth one.
1: So he's the Dolph Ziggler. That's a bit harsh.
0: Well, I, I was thinking more like back in the 80s when you had The Nation and then you had like Kama Mustafa was like the fifth member. I was like, well, okay, I guess he's.
2: Oh,
1: oh. Now we've gone way deep and guys, I need to use my best I, I, Like, we've been recording for a long time.
2: We have, well, yeah. Ching's is mostly pretty good He He kind of keeps it simple, especially with the backgrounds, but it works for the colors. You know, like when she's flying out and it shifts from red to orange and yellow. And and then, but then obviously the wastelands all just sand, dirt. Uh, it looks pretty good. Cool, 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 cool,
0: cool. Uh, oh, but I, just, I don't know why I just remembered this now. But Matt, seeing that Batman Harley Quinn movie, hmm? it was a Booster Gold cameo.
1: Yeah, but from what you're telling me, it's terrible. So what? Why would you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember
0: you know the best know. part? The best, I don't even think we mentioned this in the review, but yeah, you just you hear his voice on like the, the, the from the the Watchtower. Uh, interesting tidbit, Voice by Bruce Tim. So, you hear Booster Gold, but he's responsible for all the shit we're watching. It's really annoying. It's frustrating. You want to strangle him. I think it's just amusing because Bruce
2: Tim clearly loves Booster Gold, and, and now Matt's just angry because he's like, I want to love Bruce Tim because, because everything he did before and then Booster Gold. And mm-hmm. then he's like, but now
0: he's shite. Golden days are behind him. I think we broke Matt. I think we did break Matt. Well, I guess that brings an end to this Epic Proportions episode of the podcast episode 65 as mentioned earlier so as always we will talk about what's coming up uh and not what's coming up sorry what our favorites of the week were although it does make me realize that i don't have my my list for next week ready so uh, <laughs> so as i ask uh connor for his panel of the week
2: well, i'm gonna have to go from green arrow it's it's that one of uh the first shot of like batman coming down the sky you know with the, the cape spread the purple with all the the, the, the stairs underneath him just looks great.
0: Uh, hard hard
1: to fault, uh, Matt. So I wanted to go something for Metal, but then then I read Superman and him physically removing Parallax. What a surprise. Yeah, right? Like, again, I, I, knocked, I love that he had, over to, my cereal.
0: he had to shit on Superman for a few issues. He's feeling like he has to come back yeah. now. So he's like, yeah, I Superman. It, yeah. I need to talk about Superman. Yeah. Superman but I also,
1: I also love monkeys uh
0: parallax
1: stuff
0: like yeah it's, it's pretty it good feels right at home so yeah that, that's fair um it is tough like i'm like part of me does want to go with one of the green arrow panels uh but then is there anything There's so much that, good this week too like it's is, ridiculous is there anything that made me fist pump more than megazord i mean really no. if i think about it there, and part of me even wants to go for like, some super sun stuff like you know like uh like Johnny and fist the Starfire pump. fist pumping, like that's such a good yep. little moment. Like you so proud, and they're working as a team. But yep. Megazord. And do you know what I think it makes the Megazord even better? Is the fact that you turn the page and it's the title. It's like that's how they intro to this story is Megazord yep. title. I, uh, I also
1: heard the the Power Rangers music while it was going on. I could couldn't help
0: it. Uh, no. you know, actually, I believe that we mentioned this when we were talking about. It. I love that so I, I can't remember who says the first part but someone says wait is batman saying because it's like, they're all inside and it's like it's yeah. like the tease before it happens it's like yeah as batman says what i think he says i hope he's wrong and then the last thing it's like the most cyborg. i've ever liked cyborg is he says i hope it is what i think it is what he's saying it is yeah and then you cut to the next page and it's megazord. cyborg's gonna yeah. boo ya. yeah <laughs> yeah uh so no megazord and I, I, I love right? that none of us picked the uh, the Sandman entrance. <laughs> like, uh, that's not like the obvious well, thing that so many people would probably I, I pick. I think this it's week.
2: because, like, it, it's it's a big moment, but I can't help but pick so like like the, the just the, the specific art moment. Yeah, no, I, I get it.
0: I, I think you know I've not specifically read Sandman, so it doesn't have the emotional impact that it would that, for maybe other it. people. Yeah.
1: Had I not picked the Superman Parallax, it would have been. Batman riding a dinosaur,
2: because I'm me. And exactly. Yeah, I I I considered that a that's, lot. That's
0: right? that's fair. Uh, I guess that means uh, best cover of the weeks next.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I will go to Matt first for this.
1: Uh, it's got to be Capullo's metal cover. That it's the Justice League in the Devil Horns.
0: So. Yeah, I've got to be honest, like, I was really confused as to what the main cover was, because I thought it was that, but then there's the, uh, the actual image, the released was, like, Batman coming out of the flames, and that was, like, everywhere yeah. as well, I was really confused as to what the main one was, but I think it was the Devil Horns. It is the, it is the horns. Yeah, that, that
1: was yeah. mine, and there were so many variants that my shop got, too, because there's there one tons, with yeah. ba- Batman with a, with a dinosaur, and there's a real bad JRJR one that had Superman on it, uh,
2: The Superman really...
1: Yeah, and then there's a dope Hubert Wonder Woman. I think that was a Hubert
2: one. That's Jim Lee. But...
1: Oh, that was the Jim Lee. Okay,
2: Jim Lee yeah, Wonder Woman was Q- cool, but Hubert's the the dinosaur.
1: But yeah, okay, that one's cool too. But yeah, it's it's the Justice League doing the devil horns. Yeah, so... the
2: the original image they put out, you know, Batman with the two axes. I think that yeah. that's turned into the variant with the you know the the logo, the metal logo, yeah. with the all yeah. the other symbols around it. It's turned into that now.
0: Um,
2: Connors? Uh, I'm going with the same, the the metal fist. It's so good. Almost
0: too sweet. It, it's really good. I'm tempted to be different, because I do quite Don't like, be a dick. I like Green Arrow's cover. I like Batman's cover. like I like, I like Batwoman's a lot actually. It's, yeah, Batwoman's dope too. I like Super Sons because it's John like picking up something. You see all the Titans and it's like his cape in the, the foreground. Yeah, that's uh, a good one too. A lot of good options. I, I
1: picked up. I picked up the Nguyen cover of that one so that's the first time i'm seeing that one
0: that one's as good you know what i'm going with green arrow i'm going to be different I like green. Oh, you uh, would. as good as metal is i'm going with Green Arrow. um all right uh we're on art we're on art of the week uh, Art. yeah i guess i'll go first since i made you two go first already um oh god <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of good art this week. Just, just, pick, just pick what your heart says. you on we, we, Aquaman, Faraya on Green Arrow, Capullo on or What Metal, your heart say?
2: Janin on Janin Batman. On
0: Batman. I, I, mean, I said him fourth! I said Janin fourth! That's the week that we're on, is that Janin was the fourth one that came to mind.
2: I can't wait to tell him that when I meet him in person. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, fuck, uh, Jan, Janin will be like, yeah, it was a good week. Jimenez. Jimenez on Super Sons was great. Like, that was fantastic. I don't like the Batwoman art. Like, that was fine I liked me. It, it. I mean, yeah. like, I, don't I don't like think it as much as last
2: time. I with the others that, yeah. that we're we're listed here, but yeah. it's good. And I don't, I don't think any me. bad art this week. Oh, my God.
1: No. This is, Even Wonder Woman, who I wasn't a big kind fan of, the artist, this was a week. This is this it's week will go artists. down in
2: history. Woman. And, yeah, was right. it?
1: Oh, it felt the same like tone. Same,
0: like... same style, but it, it is different yeah. it's definitely nice. Wow,
1: maybe that's why I liked it so much.
0: Yeah, yeah. art was good in Wonder Woman as well. Come on, Pete. We're all waiting. Aquaman. Aquaman. Sensajic. Final answer. Wow. Wow. Right, he's locked I in. You going- I thought you were going
1: jamming. There's I, there's I, I think Jaron a lot.
0: Like, do you know what Jaron was? Obviously, he was great this issue. He really was. But I don't think it wowed me as much as, say, you know, the Battle of the Snipers last issue, or like some of that stuff. You know, because I mean, we had the uh, like the old show Catwoman outfit last issue, and he gets a lot of love. I'm giving it to Cedric. I'm giving it to Cedric this week. Although, honestly, Faria for, for Green Arrow was probably the 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 one that was really fighting for it. But Anyway, Matt, art of the week.
1: Yeah, m- mine's not that. Mine's metal with Capullo. Is. Justice League is fantastic, like I love it so much is Superman
2: so good classic it comes down Plus, to.
1: well, and it comes when he uses his x ray vision right and the way that he draws that I've never seen that before like that that way that he does it in dinosaurs you got dinosaurs, you got a mountain coming out of nowhere, you got red tornado looks classic so,
2: you're you're really stuck on that mountain I am I know he's on the mountain. There's it's like, just a mountain, Matt. Get over it. You think, was a, a
0: you think there was a bear at the top of it or something? That's why he was he was going nuts for it. But no, he's just... Challenger bound! We're getting to challenger of the Unknown series! Connor, art of the week.
2: I've got to go with Green Arrow. I mean, I, I really wanted to give it... When I, when I was going into this week, I wanted to give it to Capullo so much. And Capullo pulls off some of his best work. It is phenomenal. Oh, so worth the wait.
0: It makes up super arrow. heavy. But the funny thing is, though, is... like. As good as Capullo is, I, it, like, he's probably like third or fourth for me this week. Like, that's how good the art was this week. Well, you
1: put Jan in fourth, so, like,
0: your <laughs> opinion. I'm He's like, it not always fourth. It was uh, That wasn't mm. a ranking. That That's was just, not what
1: I'm going to tell him when I meet him. That
0: was just how they came to mind. And shut up. Don't be spreading rumours. Nasty rumours that aren't true. I don't know, but but Green
2: Arrow, the, the colours, yeah. you know, the, the way he plays with the cape and the close-ups yeah. of the faces, it's just
0: incredible. Yep. The amount of fake news coming out of Matt's mouth, it's just shocking. Um, okay, top five of the week. And, ah, yeah, I'm back to being last. Uh, Connor, top five books of the week.
2: All right, well, one's metal because because it is. I, I don't need to say any more. Two hmm. is, see, this is where it gets a bit tougher now.
0: It is a, it is a stacked week.
2: It is. I, I, I feel bad for whatever I leave out. Two, I'm gonna have to go green arrow. Three Batman Question mark? Yeah. Batman (laughs) Uh four Batwoman five uh, go on, let's give it Superman. Deserve to be back in there after the last couple of issues.
0: Matt Top five of the week. So one.
1: One metal. Two Batman. Three, Superman. Four, Batwoman. Five, Teen Titans.
0: Oh, you mean Super Sons. Super (laughs) Sons. I didn't
1: didn't read (laughs) Teen Titans. jumped a week. Super Sons just eerily nudges out Green Arrow as much as I loved it. I love the funness of Jimenez and Tomasi.
0: Um, Okay, Metal number one. Nah, I'll give go. it. Unanimous pick. Right, I'm giving it. Guys, I was
1: trolling Pete early in the week, telling him I wasn't going to have two number ones, and he was getting so mad.
0: No, I'm not having like, it. You
1: can't do that. That,
0: that throws out, the entire like, keeping track of what's unanimous and not, gets thrown out entirely if you decide to split it between two th- No, 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 no. And I told Connor, Carter, Connor's like... Speak of going, ...I'm not having a five. Yeah. Oh yeah, none of that either. None of that bollocks. Yeah. So, I, the only I, way you I, have I, less uh, than a five is if you read less than five books. That is the only time it's allowed.
1: Connor side tweeted me and was like, not tweeted, but messaged. It was like, "Are you really?" And I was like, "Nah, I'm just messing with them." He's like, "All right," and then Connor kept it going, and I was like, "That's why we're friends."
0: <sighs> Respect the system.
2: Uh, um, so yeah, metal,
0: metal's number one, and this is where it gets tough. This is where it gets really it tough.
2: Really, like, I think it was easy to put metal at one because of everything that it did, but then there was yeah. a lot of really good quality books. this Okay, week.
1: This, I, as I was saying. This week's going to go down in history. is one of my favorite DC comic weeks of all
0: time. Okay. Metal's number one. And then...
1: Aquaman's number two. and He's a sellout Batman. I'm going to laugh so hard.
0: Because he already sold out Jaden. <laughs> I didn't sell anyone out. Oh my God. Shut up, Matt. Number one's Metal. Number two. Number Jesus two. Jesus Batwoman. Oh, there you go. That is number two. Super Sons is number three. What? Uh, yeah. Prepare for Janet's it.
1: <laughs> Janet's Janet, number four. It's not Janet that's number four. <laughs> it's not Janet that's
3: number
1: four. I accepted Pete. I accepted him. What
0: have we got oh, left? Man, I I've lost you. track. I've lost track now. You've blown me off you've track. Only, you've only number four, You
1: just said Super Sons
0: yeah i know but uh, metal batman, green arrow batman superman shut up let, let me go through the process metal's number one
3: what did i say was number two
0: batwoman day. batwoman was number two super sun's number three super sun's number three <laughs> then batman batman is number four See? And then number five is green arrow there you go. And the beautiful thing about that is that I liked, I really like like another three or four books. Like that is insane.
2: Yeah. Would have been more beautiful if you'd come up with that like a lot quicker.
0: <laughs> yeah, because if we don't go back through the last sixty-four episodes, we won't find any any of your lists taken taken. Not time. that long. I'm just going to I'm going to edit that bit out and just put it on a context, and
1: I. I just feel like, for as much as that Pete was pushing Joker side in War Jokes and Riddles, he became the Riddler there, and I became the Agent of Chaos.
2: So he <laughs> became a
0: slave to his rules, his
1: system. Yep, he did.
0: Hey, respect the rules, respect, respect the system. And when Is I sure give you, Pete's
1: not the Batman of the future in Batwoman.
0: When I when I give you statistics at the end of the year about who picked what in the animacies and all that it's all worth it because we get we get all these Wonderful you stats. That? We just ignore them. We zone out. Stats are wonderful. What's up, Matt? What, what comes up next week? That's an excellent question, Matt. What is coming yeah. up next week? Uh, so what is coming next week? We have a bunch of more books. We have Action Comics 986, Detective Comics 963, Wonder Woman 20... Actually, no, we don't have that. That's in week five now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been pushed. Yeah. Uh, so Action Detective, The Flash number 29, Batgirl number 14, Batman Beyond number 11, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number... 27. 27. I've, I, for some reason, I've just written number 7, and I knew that was wrong. <laughs> that, can't, <laughs> that can't be right. <laughs> We've not went back in time.
1: Well, I'm not reading that one.
0: Uh, Teen Titans, number 11. Um, I believe, Connor, you'll be checking out the Hellblazer, number 13, because Tim Seeley's on board. Uh, that is Tim Seeley's first issue next week, correct? Is he sticking with that? Because you know, I think he's just doing a one-arc. Okay, because he has another double shipping book, because he's taking over Green Lanterns, and he just announced a Vertigo book that he's starting later this year. So he's a busy man. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. Can I
1: read this real quick? The blurb for Hellblazer?
0: Just because it's the let, most constant thing just, I've ever read. Let me finish my list and then you can... Uh, okay. Dump it. So we got Batman Shadow number five. We also have Nightwing New Order number one. That's the, that miniseries from Higgins. That starts next week. Uh, also, we're not covering them because none of us read them anymore, but Blue Beetle number 12 and Suicide Squad number 24 are also out next week. So oh. there you go. There you go, Matt. What are you saying?
1: So the, it's called The Spirit Hunter, part one. Home from Paris, John gets in a drunken argument has a terrible dream about a dead teenager, and then finds a corpse.
0: <laughs> As you do.
2: As you do. I'm so in. Yeah. Might you read it with me?
1: No. <laughs> There's too much. There's too much. I got I got a fascist Nightwing to read. And throw oh, yeah. That's all on. right. I,
2: I'm, I'm not reading Action next week, so it's taking that slot. Yeah, that's fine.
0: Well, I'm reading Action. Yeah. Action was fine. Yeah, it? me too. <sighs> kind of yeah, should... I got
2: angry, so... God.
0: He, he did voluntarily read six issues of Red Hood, so that's not...
2: I think that was better than that issue of action.
0: It was easier to read. Oh, oh I don't okay. know.
1: Let's, that's, let's say our goodbyes, guys. Uh, uh, this is, this is going I have on. lost feeling in my buttocks.
0: This is, this is going off in the deep end now. Like, we're getting these weird, radical views that should have no part in this podcast, quite frankly. In the deep end. Uh, so, as Matt g- tries to like, wake up his buttocks... Uh, I will simply say thank you very much for watching, Andrew, um, Leslie. Obviously, uh, you, you have the the video version on YouTube, so like and subscribe on there. You have the audio version, which is on your iTunes. Is we're on Podbean is the hosting now, that just has its own app. I it's funny because I actually where we were before, I never got to see what people use, but like I'm seeing all the apps that people use now. So like you know, people use Pocket Cast, people use Podcast Addict. There's a bunch of different apps that people use. But wherever you are, you know, like us, rate is give us all those little positive click things that whatever it is you're using they all have the different versions yep. um, so do all that uh, if you want to support us even further than that obviously you can go over to patreon.com slash TV. we have a patreon over there of course uh, which includes the podcast includes everything we do with the podcast and uh, and in the $5 tier, you get a bonus monthly episode with me and Connor going over a trade paperback or a graphic novel or something like that. Uh, we only started doing that this month, but the first episode's up, Superman Earth 1 Volume 1. Me and Connor talked about that, so that's on Patreon for Patrons. Uh, you also get to vote on books for the fifth week. Uh, obviously, the vote is finished now for this week. There'll be another one for November coming up fairly because you know we'll put that up sometime early mid-October. Uh, for the vote of that, so that's what you get on Patreon, Uh, related to the comics podcast specifically, along with a few bonus bits and bobs that we sometimes do, written and extra little video reviews for non-DC stuff. Uh, So that's all that, Uh, otherwise guys, get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for the general sort of mailed fuzz stuff, we have a specific comics uh, Twitter for the comics podcast called at DC Comics Podcast, at DC Comics podcast, yeah. I'll say that again without the weird space. At, at DC, DC Comics, Comics no. is the actual yeah, that's, DC actually D- that's actually DC but Comics. if you're not
1: following them and you're following us, follow follow
0: both. Yeah, sure, follow them too. But at DC Comics podcast is for us, uh, and you know, like all the news we brought up this episode, you know, it was all retweeted on there, so you get that sort of throughout the week as well. Uh, before we talk about it, um, and just various discussion, if you want to ask us questions and stuff, you can ask us individually, of course. Matt, where are you on Twitter?
1: I'm at Steel 57
0: Causing arguments. On a regular yeah, basis.
1: well, I defend. Defend Valhalla.
0: Aye. Uh, yeah, your Defender. Which, by the way, is a TV show it's on right now. It is. Which... We have uh, reviews of Yeah, Sorry? I said we have reviews of that. We do, me and car reviews. Hey,
1: you go look
0: at it. The first two episode reviews are already up at the time of speaking on YouTube. Uh, Mailflips TV, check those out. Uh, they're coming up daily, so there'll be more of them coming. Um, aye. In fact, do you know who's... Uh, two, two of the writers on that? Uh, Douglas Petrie and... Uh, is is Drew Goddard still on it? I don't know. But Drew Douglas Petrie, he uh, worked on the hit television no, show Buffy good. the Vampire Slayer. If you haven't heard of it, uh, so it's nice to see those names popping What's up. What's that? Oh, it's uh, Josh Sweden's magnum opus, uh, uh, Matt. It's uh, it's fantastic. Does it sound like
2: the Avengers to he, me. He, he's
0: Connor Kent in you. Oh, that's that what he's trying to do. Oh, that's cute, Matt. No.
1: If I wanted Connor Kent, man, I'd be like, What's Firefly? Why do people seem to
0: love it? <laughs> oh, Matt, I'm not, I'm no fool. <laughs> I'm no Phil. <laughs> it's not going to work.
3: It's, oh,
0: it's not going to work. Someone says
1: something about the sky. I'm going to steal it from them, though. <laughs> you can't
2: steal the sky from me, Matt. You can't.
1: Whatever. I'm going to.
2: Uh, Connor, sky stealer. Where are you on Twitter? I am at Connor Ryan 94 And basically, this week I've stuck up for Matt and then talked about whiskey.
1: So
0: like <laughs> it's a good week. I like the Connor hat. With, with th- me. He had to think about his Twitter there. It's his name and the year he was born, and he had to think about it. He's like, um, um. he drank a lot of whiskey
2: this week. Yeah,
0: <laughs> apparently it did. It
2: was nice? What can I say? Mm-hmm.
0: And it was Viking based. You can also well, that's why we had a discussion. find me on Twitter at oh, wibble89. Oh, look at look at i getting snarky because because I did it to him a couple of weeks ago where I I, I belittled his Twitter. He's he's, he's fight, fighting back. The ginger menace that he is, but that's all our Twitters, so get us on social medias, all that stuff. I think that's everything. I think I've plugged everything. It is. Um, absolutely everything. We do movie reviews and stuff as well on YouTube. Check those, those out. It's, it's us as well. I do horror movies with Tim. That's the one last thing I can think of to actually plug. That is everything. So thank you very much for watching. This is episode 65. It's been epic. We'll see you next week with more DC Comics. Thank you very much for watching and or listening. And always remember, never get lost in the Speed Force.
1: Keep it metal.